Hey guys, brand new podcast, and you can find me on the Body Shots World Tour starting January 9th. What are you laughing at? Did you lose weight in your head? You're a dork. Um, Body Shots World Tour. What did I say? Body Shots World Podcast? Body Shots World Tour starts January 9th in Portland. It does start the 9th. Oh no, the 10th. 9th of the 10th. Portland, Seattle. It's the 9th. It's the 10th. The 9th is a Wednesday. We have added shows to every show that's sold out. Every show that's sold out has an added show. So if you went to get tickets and couldn't get tickets, we have added a show. Okay? And by the way, if we added that second show and that sold out, chances are we added a third show. So I'm going to have a fucking blast on this tour. I was just in the Borgata and the Sands and in New York at the Town Hall, and I fucking love where I'm going with this new hour. I love it. I got... I mean, we could all talk about Starbucks all day long, but... I mean, that might be my favorite thing I've ever been a part of. I've heard really good things. I have yeah, not seen it. Was, it it's, I'm really happy, and I can't wait for this tour. We got a tour bus, so we're going to try to figure out meet and greets. I know a lot of guys want to, I know a lot of people want to do meet and greets. I want to do them too. I'm just getting sick every fucking weekend. I'm a honeypot. You fucking, are, and not only that, the line is like an hour long now for. It's an hour and a half at the Borgata. And you can't do that because you don't have that much time. I don't have time in between shows. shows, so I don't know how we're going to do meet and greets, but we are, trust me, we're figuring it out. We're, we're trying to trying. do everything. It may not be able to accommodate everybody, but just realize it's the best we can do, right? Yeah. And so, uh, super excited. But uh, that's it, really. Um, I'm in San Francisco this weekend. I think all those shows are sold out. Mm -hmm. I'm in Spokane coming up. I'm in La Jolla. We've, we've added a show in La Jolla for Thursday night, so there will be another Thursday night show. So all those shows are sold out, but you can get tickets Thursday night. And Brea, New Year's Eve. Brea is my last club date. My last club date for a full year. I will not be doing a club for a full, other than the store and the improv, you know, in Hollywood. Local club. Local clubs. Yeah. It's funny when you're working on an hour, you really f find out how you can utilize the store. Oh yeah, yeah I would you, imagine. And the and the improv, how how helpful those those to be able to do three spots in a night and work one bit three different ways, it's in quickly in succession that success in so whatever. Ugh, I'm sick again. I wonder if it's from smoking pot. To be that honest with you, um, I think it's probably from shaking too many hands and not washing them afterwards. Because you came in from the okay, you came in from the airport from the airport there's probably fecal matter on everything from the plane to our doorknob yeah. and then you started eating chinese food with your hands out of the chinese food box with your hands so no one else can now eat that food and i said to you hey have you washed your hands and you stopped and then washed your hands but the food was already contaminated so it didn't really matter it was it was way that ship had sailed so that might be why you're getting sick because you put your fucking hands in your mouth all or we the time. Have, or we have a child named Patient Zero who gets us all sick. No, that's not it. You were sick before she was. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. How did you know that? Because I pay attention. I was sick. Yes, before she was. And you gave it to her. And now she's down for the count. And now you're blaming her. I told I Oh, pass her. the buck, Bert. Pass okay. the buck, oh, Bert. Oh, shit. I have that. Um, oh, fuck. Did, what? Did anything get delivered to me? Yeah. Oh, you got it? Mm -hmm. You got it? Yeah. I got it. Fucking Isla. What, is the game? Yeah. Yeah. You two are a couple of nimrods when you get together, you two. We got in bed and she was like, I said, oh, I wish I had like a video game. And she was like, what about the Nintendo Switch? I go, what's that? And she goes, oh, it's got like the blue and red things. I go, I just saw my buddy Tom had one of those. Tom Takar had one. He said he loved it. She was like, dad, see if we can get it on Amazon. 
And so I was like, looked at it and I was like, I want it now. She goes, oh, Amazon Prime now. And I was like, what? And she goes, here, hit that button. I hit the button and it goes, you, do you want it in two hours? And I was like, I do. <laughs> you guys are a bad team. Oh, dude. You're such a bad team. Oh, God. Such a bad team. We would be like, uh, what is it? Gray Roses? Gray Gardens. Gray Gardens. Yeah, you would be. Except you have a massive cat allergy, so that part might not be accurate. Before you do your reads, let's just say, you looking for a good Christmas gift? Machine hoodie? Good Christmas gift. Secret time pajamas? Oh my God. What? This fan emailed, and he is making, he is buying seven pairs of secret time pajamas, because you bought me seven pairs of secret time pajamas? Oh my God. And he's wrapping them all for his brother? So that he opens seven pairs of secret time pajamas. Hey, dude, please. And I asked him to please send. I did. I said, please send us. And tell him to shoot it in fucking landscape mode. How funny is that? And pajamas. He's and he was going. I'm gonna say, come on, pajamas. Come Come on, on, pajamas. Wait, wait. It's motherfucking pajamas. It's motherfucking pajamas. So we have beanies. It's winter now. We have cog beanies. We've got cups. We've got secret time cups. We got a Burt Cast mug if you need some hot cocoa. And we should have body shots world tour merchandise coming soon coming soon we are designing it right now uh so, yes i think you're gonna love it i think it's gonna be great actually it's gonna be really good so go to birdbirdbird.com and buy your christmas gifts i'm about to read one of the most excited reads for i've <laughs> I ever got, i got I've, really excited this about is this. <laughs> blew my fucking mind i got really excited about this one. First of all i'm gonna tell you all the stuff about butcher box you need to know because i love butcher box Me literally too. Literally high quality, healthy protein. That's all that fucking matters to me these days is high quality, healthy protein. I want it to be 100% grass fed. I want it to be free range chickens. I want I want that old world pork. And that's all the shit ButcherBox has. It's incredibly convenient. It literally ships anywhere in the 48 states. It tastes fantastic. And I got to be honest with you, I taste a difference in that meat than other meats. It's I really do personally. good. And it's, and it's, it's exclusive meats that are hard to get. Here, here is the fucking offer you're getting. I can't believe this offer. I cannot believe this offer. There's got to be some kind of hitch or something. There's got to be because it's too amazing. Order now. Yeah. And get free bacon for life. I'm sorry, what? Order now and get free bacon for life. Wait, what you talking about? I can't what? believe they say, I honestly, I'm waiting for the phone call where they go, hey man, you misread that. Yeah, right? There's got to be something wrong. Free bacon for life. And by the way, I cooked their bacon this weekend. It's freaking awesome. It's really good. Order now and get free bacon, bacon for life. Plus. $20, $20 off by right? going to butcherbox.com slash Bert. I want to order right now. I want free bacon for life. You know what I think? I what? think you're losing money by not doing this. Free bacon for life? Order now and get free bacon for life. I mean, it's crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> $20 off by going to butcherbox.com slash Burt. New members will receive... Slash Burt? Slash Burt. Okay. New members will receive $20 off their first box plus a free package of high quality bacon in every order they get for the lifetime of their subscription. Wow. Do you hear that? They're, you're getting... Free package of high quality bacon in every order you get for your lifetime subscription. It's insane. For the lifetime of their subscription. So subscribe to ButcherBox, get your meats, and every fucking time you get meats, they just go, oh yeah, and did you forget the bacon? 
Here's some bacon. That's insane. It's insane. And their meat's so good, and it's so nice to just have it in the freezer. And if you have an Instapot, you can pull it out and cook it right then. Look, there's no commitment. You can cancel it anytime. It's super easy. The taste is unbelievable. I think you're going to be able to taste the difference between the kind of animals raised on the fucking bullshit stuff and those the ones that these guys have. <laughs> raised you, on the bullshit stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the antibiotics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Corn so, fed. Thank you, Butcher Box. I'm fucking blown away. Free bacon for a life. I know, right? Plus $20 off by going to butcherbox.com. New members will receive $20 off their first box plus a free package of high-quality bacon for every order they get for their lifetime of their subscription. I'm fucking blown away. This podcast is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You know what's not smart? What? Job sites that overwhelm me with tons of the wrong resumes. You know what is smart? What? ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. I want to do that. I want to, I, I, lo- I love the scripted reads mm-hmm. because then I really can put my flair in it. Oh, you do, do you do get some flair? You know what's not smart? What? Driving at night with sunglasses on. Totally. You know what's not smart? What? Um, uh, I don't, you do one to me. Uh, you know what's not smart? What? Leaving your size 13 shoe in the middle of the floor so I can trip over them in the middle of the night. Do you know what is smart? What? Putting them up? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. Ah. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates to find you. ZipRecruiter finds them. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. You get qualified candidates fast. No more sorting through the wrong resumes. No more waiting for the right candidates to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from the hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast, B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T, ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This podcast is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron has changed the way my family cohabitates. Yep. It literally is the biggest influence in our family from this podcast that we've ever had. For sure. Uh, we tried Blue Apron the first time, and I think both Leanne and, I, Leanne and I were on the fence of, I don't think the girls will eat this. They were too young and, and, and at that time. And all of a sudden, the girls started trying new things because Blue Apron offered them. Yes, it's kind of the only way I can get them to eat vegetables at this point, is if it's a Blue Apron. Yeah, it's super easy. You choose the chef design recipes. They deliver fresh, seasonally inspired ingredients, and you cook it in as little as 20 minutes. Dinner is easy it is easy and it's inexpensive they're never going to cost more than ten dollars per person and you can't do that at the grocery store let alone the variety shit you would never think to cook for dinner like there's no way anyone's having smoky chicken and sweet potato bake cornbread biscuits tonight unless they're doing blue apron i can't believe that your mom's gonna go hey guys come in and get the beef and broccoli and cumin spice sauce with garlic rice who wants hearty vegetable grain bowl with avocado and creamy fig dressing? Hey, I also made hot Italian sausage pizza with roasted red peppers and olives. All sounds good. God, these are those are the ones that are coming up this month, along with homestyle beef medallions and maple pan sauce. <clears throat> uh, the best part about Blue Apron is it teaches you how to be a, 
not only teaches you how to be a chef, but it teaches your family how to eat together. And a family that eats together stays together. And some of our best conversations are when we're all sitting around the dinner table having dinner together. And that is what Blue Apron offers us. It's like an ancillary thing where you didn't you didn't see it coming, and then all of a sudden it's there, and you're like, shut the fuck up. That's what I love about Blue Apron. And you know, it's not that you don't cook dinner every night. It's that the Blue Apron dinners are kind of special. So, it, you know, it's not the same for whatever reason. When we have a Blue Apron, it's a different <laughs> it's a different experience yeah. at the dinner table. Get out of your cooking rut and enjoy the experiences that new recipes bring to your table. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash BurtCast. That's blueapron.com slash BurtCast to get your first three meals for free. Blueapron.com slash BurtCast for free. Three meals for for free. That's awesome. For free. For fucking free. Do you hear me what I'm saying? Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast to get your first free meal for free. Blue Apron. <laughs> Blue Apron. A better way to cook. A Blue Apron. A better way to cook. We've talked so much about food. Let's talk about weight loss a tad bit. We've got a new sponsor. Noom. Here's what Noom is. It is weight loss in the palm of your hand. Yeah. It is an app that you go on. I just signed up for the app and you, it's like, so I'm going to, I'm going to give Leanne the talking, I'll keep the talking points because I, I guess I should go through this, but it's a brand new sponsor. And so I'm working with it right now. Whenever I have lost weight, I've lost weight by tracking calories. If you track calories, that really kind of allows you to, to the opportunity to see what you're eating, what you shouldn't be eating, and and like what, where where those cheats are. Yeah. And uh, and that's what Noom does. It does something that I just started using it this morning, but it does something that's really cool. Is I skip breakfast and it allows you to say, oh, I skipped breakfast. So it's more of like an in-depth look at the way you're eating and what you're eating. <clears throat> Learn, don't diet. That's the way... That's the way this is, is it's, it's not losing weight fast plan. This is a losing weight for good plan. Noom doesn't say they can't have certain foods, AKA the good stuff. It teaches you about moderation. When you do go a little overboard, no shaming, just tips to get back on track. You could use that. I know it's, it's on in your phone. So literally it, it, all it's taking is like 10 minutes out of your day to just log what the fuck you eat. You don't have to have a celebrity to have your own support team or glam team. Live goal specialists access a group of fellow Noom members. Dude, you know how that weight loss or the the workout challenge worked with me and Tom and Ari and Joe. Mm -hmm. That's the same shit. You've yeah. got a community it's your support where group. you can. It's a support group yeah. that challenges you and may, and force you to be honest. Yeah, hold you accountable. I love this sponsor, and I'm yeah. I lost 18 pounds in sober in October. I think I've gained probably at least eight back. You think so? I don't know. I'm, I I went off the rails with eating because I knew I could and I was you having did? treats. But I'm going to get back on Noom. I just said that I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to be in this community. So get in this community. Go to the app store. Get Noom. I, I, I should do the, the call to action yeah, yeah, here instead yeah. of telling you what I did. But um, here we go. Take the agony out of food tracking. One of the biggest food databases available. Literally super simple. You just type in what you ate in the thing and a bunch of shit comes up. I typed in butter just to see like, and they're like butter and it has the sizes. You log it. Log logging your food is really honestly a great way to lose weight. It is a great way to lose weight. And this is a lifestyle change because it's going to teach you this Noom. And so let's all use it together. I'm using it right now. 
What do you have to lose? Sign up today to start your trial at noom.com slash BurtCast. Start your trial today at noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash BurtCast and start losing weight for good. That's noom.com slash BurtCast to start your trial and start seeing life-changing results today. I am using it. Uh, I will keep you guys up to date with my weight loss. Um, not too aggressive. I want it to be a lifestyle change. Right. So I'm not gonna. I'm not binging, and that's why I think Noom's gonna be good for me. Um, once again, go to noom.com/slash/birdcast, and let's all use it together. Let's all get healthy so that Thanksgiving we can eat like fucking lunatics. Let's do it. I'll do it too. I'm going to spin class. I'm using Noom. I'm gonna eat bacon like a motherfucker. <laughs> Have a blue apron tonight with my family. Go to the store. While you check out some resumes. While I check out some resumes. <laughs> that's not actually. That doesn't sound like a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Today's podcast is with someone who absolutely brings me joy every time I open her Instagram. She is one of the most positive balls of sunshine that you'll ever run into. I ran into her in an airport and we just kind of like were bullshitting one time and I just was like, God damn it, I love her. And this is such a fun fucking podcast. Um, We talk about her coming out of the closet. We talk about her finding out about her sexuality. I think we talk about that a lot. We talk a little bit about Chelsea Handler because I did call Chelsea a cunt on my special, but I didn't. I mean, I'm sure she would be upset if she saw it, but I didn't. I meant it as a joke. I mean, I love I love Chelsea Handler. I'm love following her on Instagram. Don't block me, Chelsea. But we talk about Chelsea because she worked with Chelsea for a long time. And, uh, and she's blowing up. She's dating a new person and, and living life and loving life. And if you follow her on Instagram, I promise you will smile once a day. She is that just, what a fucking great human being. And we had a great conversation. One of my favorite things that's ever been said on this podcast is said on this podcast today. It's when she goes to Craigslist, when she finds out she's gay and she goes to Craigslist. I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to enjoy it. I love her so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Fortune Feimster. This is Melbourne Cast. I was trying to, I've been thinking about like a year about whether or not to do my own podcast. Oh, fuck. Yes. But I, I always say yes. Yeah. I always say yes. This changed my career. Really? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, I think this did. And then the confidence I got behind this, I felt like I could start my own pod, like my yeah. uh, a solo podcast. Solo uh-huh. podcast is where it's at. Yeah. Because, uh, but your social media presence is so awesome. I would okay. think it would naturally transition into one. I guess I don't know. I just didn't know like the, you know, what to do, how to uh, even oh, start. This is this setup's complicated, only because. Um, I was doing it by myself for so long. Yeah. And all all you really need is an H6 or an H4N Zoom recorder. Yeah. And mic cords and mics. That's all you really need. Ari still does his on his H4. Really? With two mics. That's it. That's yeah. all. That's all, And you really only need one mic, to oh, be honest, if you're right. going to do a solo one. And then, yeah. But what happened was uh, I was setting it up so much mm-hmm. and then taking it down that I kind of wanted something where everything was wired in. Like I never... Mm-hmm. I never had the right wire. Like some, one wire would click, and, yeah. and I never knew which wire I was doing. I was just overwhelmed. Yeah. And so I brought in Halston, and then we just put everything. So, and I'd like to take it up one level. I want to get a TriCaster. I want to yeah. get three cameras. I think we're going to do that 
It's uh, a TriCast. I'm so dumb with TriCasters uh, technology. It is. Uh, it's basically where you can uh, line edit it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So he could just, as you talked, he'd hit a button and it would go. The camera. He it would cut to the camera on you. Oh, I see. And then he could cut to a wide shot of us, and then the yeah. camera on me. Gotcha. Um, and I'd like to get the cameras. Uh, put in place so that they're not ever just floating around. Right, right. There's a lot I'd like to do with this podcast, but I'm I'm a little overwhelmed. I th- I think you're a busy guy. Right now I am. Right now yeah. I I don't understand how people that are genuinely busy like you're good, you're still good friends with Chelsea, right? Yeah, I'm still I, friends. I uh, I don't understand how someone like her does it. Well, at that point you have like a big team around you. I guess. Yeah, like she has like several assistants and. <laughs> she just pays a lot of people to help her out. I, guess. I mean, she's still very busy, though. Do you think you'll ever get to the place where you start traveling with the team? I hope so. Do you want to? But you're, <laughs> I mean, su- you're such a one-person show I, right now. I know. Sorry. I I mean, I'll never be like that person that needs like a big entourage. Yeah. To me, that's like I would look so goofy. Uh, <laughs> cause, like entre- people's entourages are usually full of like cool people. <laughs> And I would be like, I don't know. Here's my fiance and my maid Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> my maid Blanca. Because <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. No, um, I would love for Blanca to go with me, but I doubt she would. You've been working legit for ten years now. Yeah, uh, almost. I've been. I mean, I've been at it forever. Where did I, you start? I, I'll tell you my. I'll tell you my 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 fortune origin story oh i'd love to hear it um it's gonna it's gonna this is gonna sound shady at first <laughs> so i, I was s- staring at you through your n- backyard no, the exact opposite uh, i'm sure i've said this on the podcast so and and i would be disingenuous if i didn't, wasn't honest i was at the hollywood improv and you went up on stage uh-huh. and i had to go after you and you fucking murdered oh really now at that time i think how long have you been doing stand-up i started in 2007 okay i've been doing it probably I'm, i've been doing it 20 years this this november okay. 20 years yeah so i was already in the game i was mm-hmm. i think i was already headlining yeah i want to say it's just when you moved out to la yeah and uh and i saw you and you came off stage and i was like holy shit like you murdered i was like and you were coming up i was like man you were fucking hilarious and you yeah. blew me off you walked right you went no i yeah, i know but I hold on hold on no, yep 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 there's so no way I, I said, heard you. So I said, and then I think right after that, you started doing Chelsea. Yeah. I was talking to someone. I wish I could remember exactly who. I'm sure someone will point it out and go, it was this podcast you were talking to that person? Yeah. And they said, they brought up your name and I said, yeah, man, I don't know. I think she she blew me off and they <laughs> went, she's oh. She's a real bitch. They go, you got the wrong per- person. Yeah. And I said, no, it's the right person. And they go, no, 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 no. That is not her. Yeah. And they were like, do you follow her on social media? And I said, I don't think so. They said, follow her on social media. I started following you on social media. Uh-huh. This must have been whenever I, I I don't know what it was. Yeah, and I was like, I said to you in the airport. Yeah, you have you bring so much happiness. Oh, you're so sweet. But you do, and then and then I almost became infatuated with you. <laughs> I'm not even joking because there's parts of you that is just like uh, <laughs> just pure joy, and I started going, if I could bring more of that in my life, oh, I love like that. just like. The Insta stories are stupid. They're fucking stupid. <laughs> I get it. I'm a 45-year-old right. man, and I'm doing Insta stories. But if my Insta story that I put out there yeah. gets one person to giggle... For sure. Then, then it's so worth it. For sure. Th- worth Tom and Ari and Joe all telling me what a fucking sellout I am because I use Insta stories. They don't use Insta they don't stories? Use it. Tom does it to sell tickets. Ari would never use it. Yeah. His flip phone doesn't have a camera on it. They're so fun, though. And Joe will use it 
Joe will use it like if he's grilling something yeah. or he's eating jalapenos <laughs> or something manly. I just want to show you my meat. Dude, that's all he used Insta stories yeah. for was just... And he, you could see he was... In, whatever he was into, he was like, not enough people are enjoying this. Yeah. Fucking smoked elk, <laughs> jalapenos, kimchi. Oh my God. 17 eggs. Elk meat. Um, And so... But I, I, that you were the person that gave me confidence in like going, fuck what everyone says. This Insta stories is fun. Oh, that's you really awesome. get to enjoy. It. And I feel like, yeah, I watch you and your fiance, and I'm like, I'm like, just I saw you and your mom in a fucking golf cart yesterday, two we days have ago. A good time. And I was like, how often are you back in North Carolina? Uh, I have a place there. Yeah, I, I got a place back home. Um, but just like three times a year. But sometimes I'll fly her out to a city if it's on the East Coast or in the South to to meet me because she she's like older now and i you know she's been single for a really long time and you know i just feel she's been single since i was 12 and you just feel this sort of like responsibility like i want to make sure she's okay i want to make sure you know she gets lonely and you just want to like yeah take care of your mom so, so wait, get me to the beginning okay. like i want to know there's so much i want to first of all you're like one of the f- like i don't know the right way to say this but like you're one of the first people I've ever like I've always liked uh, this is gonna come off so weird. I've always liked gay people. Yeah, I've always felt closer with gay people. Uh-huh. But very seldomly have I found myself rooting for gay people. Really? Like uh-huh. th- I think that's just a natural. Yeah. Like you're taught in it's it's one of those things about uh, what we're noticing about representation in films. Right. Is so often you're 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 taught to root for the the ugly guy, Kevin James, not Kevin James, <laughs> but Kevin James, and uh-huh. you know like the the the. The mediocre white male lead. Yeah. You're taught to root for them. Right. Um, you're taught to root for the underdog. Mm-hmm. But very seldomly in, in media, have you yeah. seen a gay character that you, you're taught to root for where you go, oh, I hope they find love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, probably because you don't see a lot of gay, you don't get to see a lot of gay characters or people in the position yeah. of getting to get the girl or guy or whatever. Yeah. So hey, we're just now coming to the point where we're getting some opportunities to be that person. Yeah. And I think you're one of those people that I started naturally. I think people find likability, like like leading man likability in mm-hmm. their guys. They go, oh, uh, Tom Segura is a leading man. He's going to do a sitcom. Oh, yeah. I, because when I watch him on stage, be one of those people, the, one of the first people where I started noticing myself Getting happy when you were happy. Oh, getting happy when it. you succeeded. Yeah. And I was like, oh, how cool that that is where society's going. Oh, where that's awesome. Maybe yeah. 20 years ago, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, for sure. But I want to know about you before that started happening. Well, I'm going to tell you about that. But first off, I have to say about you seeing me in the club. Yeah. There, 100%, I didn't hear you. I, I, I realized... Trust me, I realize okay. that now. Oh, I so realize that I now. Because I love you, and I've loved you for a long time. I so realize that now, and I really wish I, I have had just... bad hearing. And so, for so, real? Yeah, like in one ear. I think it's... I don't know why. I don't have like a fun story. I think I just listened to music like in headphones when I was little, like way too loud. I'd go to bed with my headphones on every night. Yeah. So in like one ear, I have bad hearing. And my fiance, I'm constantly like, huh? What? And she thinks I'm not listening. You know, I'm like, I promise you I'm listening. I just can't hear you. So yeah. I'm glad that we came full oh, circle. I'm so happy that I, I'm so happy that whoever I had that conversation with in the podcast. Probably like, Oprah. Might, you know who it might have been? Might have been Josh. Josh Wolf. Might have been yeah. Josh Wolf. He's so nice. It was we definitely worked, probably one of the yeah. Chelsea We worked posse. At, yeah, Chelsea together um but like but you grew up be- in north carolina so i grew up in north carolina 
um a small town outside of charlotte like, like how big Five thousand people that's small it's ten thousand now it's getting big really <laughs> it's it's like a cute little suburb of charlotte almost now but it's its own little thing and when i was growing up i, I couldn't wait to leave i was just like get me out of here there's really? nothing to do yeah it was like dead as a doornail and now i love it that's i bought a place there which is crazy to me um that all those years i wanted to get the heck away from there and i moved to la i've been out here 15 years and there i am you know going back home how crazy whenever is that? I, can. I can put my head around, i can wrap my head around five thousand people yeah because leanne my wife grew up in a town of 1200 oh wow and, yeah which is real which is yeah she used to she was a screenwriter when i met her mm -hmm. she used to sell they used to sell her scripts that she wrote in uh the the piggly wiggly whoa they would sell them for like <laughs> five dollars you could buy her script that's and amazing people had read her scripts yeah when are you gonna write your next one well see that's the thing that was the the nice thing about living in a small town like that everybody did know each other yeah and when i started stand up after i moved to la like people were so supportive they thought because people now will be like oh or people that you grew up with like so proud of you i'm like they were proud of me when i moved here and like made it a year of like you know paying my rent <laughs> they're like good for you that's tough and yeah. so like they've been proud of me for a long time so yeah i grew up there and i went to college in raleigh north carolina women's college really yeah i i um didn't know i was gay then which seems crazy did I was you I, straight obviously did you did you have any i like any idea that did you no feel, just just like i knew something was i knew something was off like i knew that i was a little too intense about certain friends um like i would get really bummed out if they would go like on a date with a guy and i just thought it was because i we were such good friends i was protective i didn't yeah it seems very naive now but it was a different time you know it was um i i went to college in 1998 and you know there, the That's internet right was when i left college <laughs> by the way i was 26 at yeah, the but time. it is a, a different time back then it, was, it really was the internet was not what it is now and the the accessibility to things was not what it is now and people didn't not many people had cell phones there was no youtube like will and grace was not on the air there was no like like you talking about representation and there was zero representation anyone that i knew from my hometown that was gay they were in the closet or like ellen was still in the closet yeah ellen was still in the closet and like uh, i remember rosie had her talk show and you're just like, I don't really think she loves Tom Cruise like she says she does. <laughs> yeah. She just knew something was off. But like, even in my hometown, someone who I, I was like, this guy's clearly gay. He was like married to a woman. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. You just kind of take it for what it is. And uh, so I just didn't have that, like, I, I didn't see myself in anything to like sort of bring that out of me. And um, so, yeah, I just, you know, but I focused on... I was kind of an overachiever. I focused on like doing well in school and I was involved in like a million clubs and I played sport, three sports year round. What I sports? I played um, um, tennis. I played college tennis and soccer. And then I also, growing up, played basketball and softball. Wow. All the Only gay, child? All the gay sports. Uh, two, I think I all sports are gay. I know, right? God, they they uh, said Aaron Hernandez, the guy that killed the Patriot. Yeah, they say he, they're saying he's gay now. That's oh, but I thought that was always speculated. It was but, always speculated, but I'm listening to a podcast about him. Yeah, and they're like, oh no, no, he was gay since he was a kid, oh, and his dad 
cl- forced him into a fucking dark closet. Oh, really? Like just yeah. What well, I mean, it's tough. It's a, it's, I, you can, you can't forgive his dad, right? Obviously, because it's it's sad to do that to a child. Yeah. But his dad was you know, a, probably now is like a. 80, 60 year old Puerto Rican man. Yeah. He didn't grow up with any yeah, it's, idea it's of acceptance. Very like a big no, no. Yeah. Uh, I interrupted you. I apologize. No, it's all right. I don't even know what I'm saying. You were saying, uh, <laughs> you played sports, all the gay sports. All the gay, all oh, but you asked me about siblings. I have two oh, older yeah. brothers. Oh really? Yeah. So they were a big influence on me. I just, that's, you know, I was a tomboy. That's what, you know, tomboys are what you are before you know you're a lesbian. I was a tomboy, my youngest. <laughs> before you were a lesbian. Hard, hardcore. <laughs> well, I think, well, I think, I've said this on stage and I've, I don't have a problem saying this. I hope, I know just knowing full well that there are people in the middle of the country that aren't as comfortable as we are, but right. I think Leanne and I are wondering if, I think Isla will be gay. If you'll be gay? No, if Isla, my youngest. I was like, if no, no, I'm I was definitely, like you and your I'm wife definitely are gay. if you're gay. I've always thought my wife is gay. I'm not even joking. When I first started dating her, I ran her by my lesbian friends. Yeah. I was like, do you think she's gay? And uh-huh. they're like, no. Oh, I was okay. like, hold on. You're like, okay, good. Because if you hang out with my wife, she yeah. just has got like a, I don't give a fuck yeah. attitude that I only witness in gay women. Yeah. But there's, you know, but now clearly it's not just a gay thing. Yeah. Some women are just have that thing but you're you're talking about your daughter my youngest daughter yeah. has been is a tomboy uh-huh. is not comfortable with showing any skin on any level yeah um is not com- comfortable with femininity mm-hmm. uh it does not is not into boys but yeah. like is like is she like super tight with her friends yeah really in tight a, with her friends but like in a way that well you'll start to you'll kind of pick up uh if if she has like some really good friends and she starts to get upset about those friends she's being with pretty dead boys. inside like my wife oh, okay <laughs> yeah like she's like she really does not she's like when i was a kid i used to i used to like fall in love with women that didn't give a fuck about me oh yeah i've been there oh it was like I've it defined there. me i mean that's a, it's hard though because like yeah that unrequited love uh is is tough i i did i went through that a lot just because you know i didn't because i came out late once i came out i started to continue that pattern of falling for like straight girls or oh really people that just didn't feel the same about me because i was so used to putting affection onto people that weren't giving it back to me so that pattern continued for a while it's tough to break i did that my yeah. whole life i still think my what wife's changed? barely that i don't know i think i married a chick that just gave up she just was like all right fine <laughs> i swear to you'll, god you'll do to the, i've said a number of times i love you so much more than you love me like i've said that <laughs> all the time and my and she doesn't even go oh you're crazy she goes stop like she, <laughs> she fucking enough it. i get it <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's like, I married you. What else do you want? Uh, she's actually said that. <laughs> verbatim. Yeah, like verbatim. That was in her vows. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Sure. But yeah, so I, but, and that was, but I, I think that is who I was always attracted to. Yeah. Is I wasn't attracted to flighty women, meaning women that were looking for a better party. Right. I was just, I was attracted to I was attracted to what I didn't think I could get. I think that yeah. enticed me. 
Yeah, I get that. What I could get, I never liked. You were just like, yeah, it wasn't quite as exciting, I guess. Yeah. Do you like the chase in it, do you think? Oh, I love the chase. Yeah. I, love, I love the development deal. I don't like the production. Uh -huh. I like the development deal. <laughs> I used to say, what it's the same be? thing with stand-up, though. Yeah. I've talked to my therapist about this. I like getting in creativity's pants. I don't mm. like marrying creativity. Yeah. I don't like shooting a special. I don't like... I don't like uh, preparing for the special. Uh -huh. I like writing for the special. Right. Like if you told me you have a special in 10 years that yeah. they're going to pay you $10 million so you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about money, I'd yeah. be like, fuck yeah. I'll uh -huh. write because I love writing. Do you? God, I wish I loved it. I oh. have to do it, but I don't love it. Oh, I love it more than anything. It's my, I've been, I just like, I, I, I can't even tell you what it is. It's almost, it's almost like a first kiss. Yeah for me writing mm -hmm. so like um when i get into the preparing the special yeah. meaning like i've got my material all mm -hmm. kind of like on paper i got my list yeah like all right now it's time to dial it in tighten it pull out what's weak mm -hmm. and really punch up what's great and then and that takes about 150 shows for me roughly okay for me to go through to, uh to get your special to get my special like yeah. it, it takes it'll take maybe you know Maybe maybe a year to write mm -hmm. for me to write and yeah. really feel like I've explored everything I want mm -hmm. to explore. Maybe a little more, and then dialing it in is, yeah. is is a different story. And I and I try to do I crammed in I think 150 spots, meaning hours, mm -hmm. uh, right leading up to the special this time. Yeah, but that's where I'm filming every set. I'm watching every every. Mm -hmm. I'm watching it. I I'll I'll do audio and video, so I'll pair them up, yeah, oh, so really? that I have tight. Because yeah, because clean audio, yeah. for me is imperative in watching it. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, because it's the little nuances that uh -huh. you don't hear in a fucking in your face and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and so um, but yeah, like the writing of material, I love it today. I, it's it's almost like um, it's almost like there's a wide open field and mm -hmm. everything's possible today. I saw this is not, I don't know where this would ever make it my special. Yeah. But, um, today I saw a guy <laughs> eating a banana, right? Uh huh. But from afar, my vision's going bad from afar. <laughs> I thought the peels of the banana were his hand. I thought, oh, it, okay. I thought his hand was up like this, yeah. like, like almost like this and right. I was like I was like oh my god poor guy what's going on with him and then I saw him licking <laughs> his hand he's eating his the hand. banana he's eating his hand but I thought he was licking his hand I go yeah oh this guy's got it bad like oh, this guy and he's sitting with a really beautiful woman yeah and they're sitting on the corner of Hollywood and Gower uh -huh. and he's just sitting there uh, licking his hand <laughs> and I'm looking at it and then I realize it's a banana and I start laughing hysterically <laughs> and I'm like oh that's that's what I love I yeah. love Miss 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 taking in the world right yeah and then and then and then, and then finding a way to put that back out there yeah or saying yeah. something funny at a party and knowing uh -huh. that that has um infinite opportunities in my act to yeah. find its way in yeah well you uh, have such a funny take on things that you I, th know. I think i think it's i don't know i i don't know were you always funny growing up not really i mean people always ask my family that they're like you know is she just cracking you guys up they're like no she's like the least funny of all of us i'm the least funny in my family yeah because i have a lot of there's a lot of characters in my family i bet your brothers are fucking hilarious for some reason they were but they then, were <laughs> then they became dads 
That's what happens when you become a dad. Do they live in the same hometown you grew up in? No, they. One lives in South Carolina now, and the other one moved to the beach of North Carolina, so across Ooh. the state. Um, and he, uh, one, one's he is really funny, but he was the wild one when we were growing up, and like the party guy. And then he joined the Coast Guard and became very military, very you know a rule follower by the book and then he had kids and so he's oh, yeah. a great guy i love both my brothers very much but they're a little more serious now as we yeah. get older and just being you know in the military he just he'll crack jokes but that there's not that like jovialness that he used to have was what about your dad was he in the picture my dad uh yeah he my dad my parents split like when i was 12 so he wasn't around as much, but like he would, you know, pop up every couple of weeks or I'd go stay with him every other, every couple of weeks. And, um, I think like once I got to college, uh, he started to want to be a, more around more, you know, and I think our big, uh, bonding moment, we had like a father daughter weekend at my, uh, women's college. And I, I remember like thinking like, am I gonna ask my dad? Cause he doesn't really like to do any, you know, stuff like he would never go to my sports games or anything. And then he said, yeah. And, and so we had this like weekend together for the first time. It had been a long, I mean, we had, you know, growing up, he was always around, but for that chunk of time between their divorce and college, he was kind of doing his own thing. And then it like really brought us back together. Uh, as you know, I was like, oh, you know, my my dad. I love my dad. And really, what did he do for a living? Um, he has uh, he's had many jobs. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, he was like a traveling salesman for like cleaning products, and then he like was a manager at a trucking company. Um, and then he retired and realized that uh, it's hard to live off of retirement. Um, and he went back to work. He's actually uh, the head janitor in an elementary school. Really? Yeah. He's uh, like the only male on the whole campus, and all the little kids love him. Um, and my mom was a teacher, so we were very much working class. Yeah. Very broke. We had no money. Um, but, you know, everybody started working. I started working when I was 14. Really? Yeah. Doing what? Ice cream? <laughs> I wish. Uh, I started working at the recreation department in oh, yeah? my hometown. Everyone I knew always had a job at an ice cream at parlor. At an ice cream parlor. I, they wouldn't let me. I would have eaten all the ice cream. They're like, <laughs> no, you're bad for business. Uh, yeah, I I like had my parents sign the paperwork so I could start working early. You know, before I think 15 is when you legally can. And then um, back, I don't know if it's the rules are still the same, but you could have your parents sign something. So I like taught, help teach t-ball and tennis, and I would line softball fields and pick up trash. I didn't like babysitting, like what everyone does. See, I think I it's so funny because you go, oh, I wasn't funny growing up, but I would imagine you to be the person that you get a summer job with uh-huh. as a guy, and you fucking fall in love with because you guys just giggle nonstop. yeah well i would i would be funny like one-on-one for sure with like friends but i was like chunk like in a chunky phase for a long time so i was just like super fat and awkward and then in ninth grade i lost uh, like 50 pounds and it really i don't know what it just like gave me some sort of confidence that i never had because before that I was like super shy and then after that, I just sort of came out of my shell. And I remember I would watch like Saturday Night Live, like every Saturday 
night I'd watch it and I'd tape it and I'd memorize like the sketches and then I'd go to tennis practice on Monday and recite all the like you know Mary Catherine Gallagher sketches or things like oh. that and that would make people laugh by the way so, you are just reading Isla's biography right now oh yeah because Isla fell in love with Mary Catherine Gallagher oh yeah for fell sure. in love with her but she went through and this is interesting in that her modesty about clothes mm-hmm. she went through a, pa- a phase I mean she what if you ask Segura and Christina about mm-hmm. Isla they go oh I only know her naked she was naked her whole childhood uh-huh. never wore underwear up until like first grade oh, second yeah. grade like very just a real free child and then yeah. she broke both her arms oh interesting yeah broke them like one and then while this one was yeah. almost about to be done broke the other oh, one i have a man. great video i gave her two cake pops and she couldn't <laughs> get them in her mouth and uh but she and and then she gained weight and yeah. in, in the gaining weight she got very modest and very quiet it'll really affect your personality you just really sort of does. go inward with everything you know and you just you because when you're big like that and you're young you don't want people to look at you you're like i just want to like kind of i just want to be in the corner so i started observing i was more of the observer for a long time but then once i shed that weight it allowed me to sort of be okay with sort of stepping up and having people look at me and i remember like experiencing people laughing like in my group of friends and i'll be like wow like i did that i couldn't believe i did that and every time it would give me a little more confidence to be uh, funny. But I don't think naturally I was, I almost had to like train myself to be funny and outgoing because I'm a little more introverted than people realize. Really? Yeah, I love to be at home. I love to be like by myself with my dogs. or my Like I'm very comfortable being alone. But then... I also love people, you know, so yeah. I have the duality with that. And, you know, I'll go on the road and do stand up. And, like, especially when I was on, when I was on Chelsea lately, everyone just assumed I was like a big partier because um, they'd see me on the show and I'd do all these crazy sketches. And so every city I went to, people were like, you know, wanting to like buy me tons of shots and wanting me to go out afterwards. And I'm like, I just want to go home to my hotel and watch tv for real yeah i was boring i was pretty boring that's so funny people assume i'm a big partier and i'm the same way I just yeah it's just kidding i'm i'm definitely <laughs> i definitely got myself thrown in the bar i've pads. seen some videos of yeah, you yeah i party pretty fucking yeah. hard i gotta I, I i'm trying to figure out i talk i was not rightfully so probably i shouldn't have done this but i was talking to my daughter about uh about uh what i'm gonna do this year yeah because like, i don't the problem with this month where we don't drink and do drugs sober is October. sober October. We, yeah. we, I come out of it going, I don't really want to do that again. I always mm-hmm. get like, go, oh, I got a month of like really healthy living. I feel yeah. good. I'm sleeping good. Oh, yeah. Like I sleep. I sleep so good right now. That's awesome. It's the best thing yeah. in the world to go. And it's important. Yeah. I love sleeping right now. Yeah. I like waking up early. Uh-huh. I like I like making coffees. Like coffee is like I fucking love, funny shit. Yeah, coffee's I, the best. When you're drinking hard, coffee is like It's like a little treat all of a sudden. No, no. When you're drinking hard, coffee can be a hardcore accelerant in like oh, really? in like just uncomfortableness. Yeah. If I have coffee when I'm drinking, it my, I think it's my blood sugar is fucked up. Mm-hmm. I can get shaky and like oh, yeah. feel like I'm having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. That's no good. But when I'm not drinking, I'm putting back coffee <laughs> all day yeah. long. 
it's fucking crazy yeah. are you a big coffee person i love coffee really yeah i drink it i uh go every morning i'm I know I should make it at home. It's like my one splurge. I, I oh, go it's such buy a it treat. every day morning. It's such a treat to go get yourself I coffee. I know. I don't know what it is about getting it in the cup. And Do you go to the so, Starbucks right up there? I have, um, but my favorite place is Groundworks. Uh, have you ever been there? Uh-uh. So I did this thing. I kind of did what you did. I did a sober month of like, but like foods too and like uh, no alcohol and really um, this month uh no it was uh, earlier this year it's called it's called the whole 30 it's like ket, ket, oh yeah keto, i've heard about yeah that? yeah i've heard about that um but you it's like an elimination diet it's like for 30 days it's no sugar no dairy no gluten no alcohol soy any of that stuff wow and i because i had put like really put on the pounds especially when my fiance moved in with me we're just like let's eat and be on the couch every night there's no better fa- when I leanne mean, and i got engaged yeah uh I wasn't drinking at the time mm-hmm. and she was introducing me to movies Yeah, and and I was like, I was like 186 pounds. I felt great. I was yeah. in great shape. I'd fucking fall in love, uh-huh. moved in together. I'm not partying. I don't care yeah. about partying. And I started making elaborate desserts. <laughs> oh yeah. There's no better feeling than making a ice cream sundae with a hot fudge oh, brownie underneath and just watching the Philadelphia yeah, story. Eating it together. Oh. You're so in love. Yeah. We just both just like blew up oh i was always big but it got out of control <laughs> so the beginning of this year we were just like we are gonna die we have to reel it in so we did that and when i did that month of all no no none of that stuff i started drinking milk alternatives so i really am into like oat milk right now and cashew milk um, and I don't put sugar in my coffee, but Groundworks makes their own cashew milk, and it's awesome. You should try really? I've it. I've never had cashew milk. It's good. It's got like a little natural sweetener sweetness in it. Well, cashews are really tasty. Mm-hmm. Someone says I had an argument with uh, you know Allison Rosen. I don't. I'm sure I do. She's I'm great. You got, I'm really be, bad with names, but I, she I, she thinks almonds are the best of nuts. No. I dis- yeah, I don't I- think so. What's your favorite nut? Cashews are the best of nuts. Or no, no, she. That's it. I'm sorry. She said cashews. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, your yeah. favorite? Uh, honestly, pecans. That's your favorite. I love a pecan. Oh. <laughs> I like pecans. I like. Uh, there's a a nut. Uh, I think I got out of North Carolina called Redskins. Uh-huh. It's, uh huh. It's it's nuts that have the shell taken off, but the skin's still on it. Oh, I haven't had that. They're fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm going through a big nut phase right now. Oh, are you? Yeah, like dry roasted peanuts. I'm fucking murdering. Uh-huh. I'm going through a big uh, protein bar nut phase right now. A lot of nuts. <laughs> Birds going through a nut phase. I uh, but I drink almond milk. Almond yeah, milk almond is almond milk is good, but. I mean, well, almond milk is the best of the milk alternatives because it doesn't yeah. have a lot of sugar. Cashew milk does have, and oat milk has some sugar in it. It's natural, but almonds are probably it, the healthiest. Is it better off milk, do you find? I mean, I am not an expert on dairy, but, but you know. for you? For me, yeah. Because my uh, dairy makes my skin break out. And, um, you know, there are, people have all kinds of different thoughts on dairy, whether or not it's good or bad. That's, a, you know, I don't know. But for me, like uh, it cleared up my skin. That's great. I'm, I have a rash on my cheek that has gotten bad and good, mm-hmm. and I can't, f- I can't for the life of me figure it out. Sometimes I, it's sugar or dairy. 
because I would get lots of. Oh, I wonder if I should just do the. Th- Maybe I'll do that in November. Go yeah. clean, except for alcohol. I'm, <laughs> yeah, playing, I'm putting I'm alcohol back pretty in. Pretty hard in November. What's your alcohol of choice? Uh, I don't know. I may reset my buttons. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I may, I may just go uh, Moscato or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting Moscato. <laughs> I don't even know what Moscato is. <laughs> I'd like a sweet wine. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm thinking. Um, I mean, I've always been a Tito and Sodas guy. Okay. But um, right now I've, I'm editing. I just edited. I just posted it on Instagram, a video of my body uh, right before we started Sober October. Uh-huh. And so I was 246. Mm-hmm. I was, um, and I'm just looked bloated. Yeah. And I don't know what that was. And I don't know if my liver's good. Like my, all my enzymes are good. I'm, I'm yeah. my health, my health is good. Did you guys do like a blood panel or something? I did. I did oh, a full okay. blood panel before, yeah. but it was all perfect not perfect yeah. but not in nothing out of range yeah um and then i measured my entire body mm-hmm. and i've can i can tell <coughs> that i look deflated like oh I really look, yeah i'm sure well a month of no alcohol you know it's... well i had a, i had like if we're gonna be fair i had a week on a cruise with bobby kelly i saw that eating we were eating like fucking kings i know because those cruises you can eat like a million meals a day i was working out but i was eating yeah i'm i might have gained 10 pounds just just on on that that, yeah Yeah, i can gain weight really quick i can gain 20 pounds like that me too and i can shed it pretty quick i think i'm down I'm probably down maybe i don't know i'll be interested to see what i weigh tomorrow oh you haven't weighed yourself oh you're not supposed myself. to weigh yourself the whole month i haven't because i wanted to surprise myself right yeah uh, i bet but you've lost probably like 10 pounds i hope i i hope 10 would be cool but yeah. no one can see 10 pounds when you put it on video camera uh-huh. no one's like oh god he looks great <laughs> you gotta <laughs> lose 20. cameras adding 10 pounds i i have a i i think <laughs> i have a diff de, a definite um eating disorder problem yeah yeah but I, in like what way like eating too much or oh well that's one of them uh yeah. I, I think it's it, it's across the board uh-huh. i impulsively eat and compulsively eat i can't stop yeah. myself uh-huh. uh, like if i wake up from a nap i will light up uh fucking samoas yeah like a box of samoas uh-huh. i'll eat a box of samoas yeah and i don't have a problem chasing it with two candy bars oh wow like, really? I, like to the place where i'm like it's a junkie. It's yeah. like a real ju- like I have. I drink a lot, but uh-huh. I don't have a problem with booze yeah. the way I do with food. I mean, obviously, I have a food thing too. But like, do you ever I find don't... yourself like going like you can't <clears throat> stop yourself? I I don't eat. <clears throat> like I I used to think I was crazy. I was like, I know I don't eat. I mean, I don't always make the best choices. I'm like, if I want like whatever, I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna eat whatever. But I don't eat like a ton of it. And um, but I've always been big. And when when my fiance moved in with me, she was like, "You really don't eat like crazy. I never eat like two. In the, I'm not going to like Taco Bell at like two in the morning. I'm not like your typical like. Oh, they're just like eating in secret. Yeah, <laughs> just shoving tons of food uh, down in my face. I just make bad choices, but I don't, I don't eat like a gross amount of food. I just put on weight so easy. My metabolism is just not." what uh, some people are blessed to have. I wish I had I wish I had the metabolism of my daughters. My daughters right mm-hmm. before you came like we just we were sitting around Georgia got out of school. Isla walked in the house and Georgia was like, "You know what would be great right now?" <laughs> and I go, "What?" And she's like, "Wetzel's pretzels." Oh, yeah. Did and you I, guys go? Yeah, so we ran up to the oh, motherfucker. 
I wonder what I did. Anyway, yeah, I <laughs> I just bought a, I just, well, I just bought a big tuna yeah. uh, pokey thing, and I I Georgia brought it in the house, uh-huh. and now I can just envision it sitting where the dogs are, <laughs> and they're murdering it. Oh, that's what you were thinking about. Yeah, you should text Georgia yeah. real quick like, and see what she did with the fucking poke. Hopefully, the dogs aren't eating it right now. But um, but yeah, I I I didn't eat Wetzel pretzels. Uh-huh. I have. I have a I have a double problem is that I do mm-hmm. get into a place where I can't shut it down. Yeah. I can't stop myself. Mm-hmm. And then I get to a place where I make really bad decisions also. Yeah. Pizza is my one. If I if there's pizza in our fridge, I'm not, but, no. and I know that sounds yeah. so silly, but if there's pizza in our fridge, I will eat all of it. Yeah. And I'll eat it when I don't need to. Like right. I'll be doing real good. And then the alternative is where I'm at right now where I'm almost not feeding myself. Yeah. Because I know I'm losing weight, so then I just go it's almost like a control thing where I yeah. start going, uh, just a half a little, little, little bite of protein bar. Yeah. Little bites, 300 calories. If you eat, eat a hundred calories of a protein bar, you're fine. hundred yeah. calories, you're fine. Coffee, more coffee. Right, um, right. Let's, let's, you know what? Let's get some tuna, raw tuna. Yeah. You know what? Let, and it's, and it's just, it's not a healthy diet. Yeah. I'm probably the same with me when I did that whole 30. It was more like, I would like to do challenge, the whole 30. You know, I'm calling I lost, my daughter. I lost 18 sure. pounds on it in a month. Did you really? Yeah. 18 pounds in a month I'm is down, fucking I'm awesome. I'm down 30 now. Hey, Georgia, did you put my tuna thing in the fridge? No. Can you make sure that the dogs haven't eaten it and throw it in the fridge for me? Yes. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. Love you. That's, um, that's when kids come in handy. Yeah, I guarantee you it's all over the couch. But, I, but you know, it's weird because, like, if, when, if somebody were to, like, put, like, a really healthy dish in front of me, and I would be like, I'll eat that and be happy with that and totally be fine. But if I'm left to my own devices of like a menu, <clears throat> all bets are off. You oh, know? Oh, oh, no, no. I'll beat you on that. I'll beat you on that. <laughs> you know what I do? I order two of whatever. Yeah. I order like I go. I, I used to say, um, this is me ordering. God, I kind of want the, that, but I kind of want that. I'm going to get both of them. Uh-huh. And then I'll go, I'll just eat half of each. And then I'll eat both of each. Yeah. I said to I said to Rogan one time, I was he's like, so you dying dieting? I wasn't even joking. I was like, you know what? I'm cutting back on appetizers. Uh-huh. He was like, do you realize how fucking ridiculous that is? <laughs> You're like, like, whatever it takes. Yeah. But if I just cut back on appetizers, maybe yeah. that'll be the. He's like the such a healthy guy though, right? He's Yeah. But I it's, it's, uh, uh yeah. I, I, I can't even. I can't even wrap my, I, I, I'm at a loss of words for it right now because mm-hmm. uh, we're doing that fitness challenge Yeah, and you really do. It is very clear how different he is than everyone else. Well, he's it, like a, he, he probably approaches it like an athlete, right? Like he a, definitely does. He a hundred percent does. Mm-hmm. I mean, his workouts are outrageous. Like I I'll bet. just show you the standings of our fitness challenge right now. Um, we're, we're all wearing these heart rate monitors uh-huh. for the whole month. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, God damn it. Tom's, Whose idea was this? Fucking Tom's such a cunt. Um, <laughs> it's Segura's. He's such a fucking idiot. I fucking, he drives me nuts. Segura's. Um, and so right now I have 8,500 points for the month. So okay. you get, so like a really solid workout is like 200 points. Okay. Okay. So um, we're all putting in really hard workouts. Yeah. Usually two day, two a day. Yeah. That's awesome. I have 8,500. Tom mm-hmm. has 8,600. Ari has 9,100. And Joe has 11,000. Oh, wow. So okay. he's like so far ahead of, ahead yeah. of us. <laughs> that There's no like, and he really does. I think he looks at food as a way to feed the machine. The fuel, yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't think there's, there is an enjoyment. He loves to have a glass of wine. Right, and right. I think he loves elk. Uh-huh. But I think the fact that elk 
is good for him. Mm-hmm. I really think that his hunting is a byproduct of him staying healthier yeah. and focused. Yeah, some people just have that mentality where food is completely just for fuel. Yeah. And that, you know, they, but, and I'm like, good for them. Dude, <laughs> it's never, a reward. It's I've a reward. I've never been built me. like that. And I, I wish I had a healthier view and relationship with food, but I, I don't, you know, I'm from the South. We like to eat. We're just like, what's your favorite thing to eat in the South? Oh, anything with a biscuit, (laughs) you know, just put a fried piece of chicken on a biscuit. Country fried steak has to me with two eggs over easy country fried steak. If you go to like, uh, like, uh, uh, not Waffle House, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Uh I love Cracker Barrel. To this day, I love Cracker Barrel. It's so good. I'm amazed how many times I went into Cracker Barrel and just fucked up (laughs) 3000 calories and didn't even think twice (laughs) about it. Because now like, if I go to Cracker Barrel, I'm like, oh, I should be running half a marathon today. I mean, it's very uh, fried and they they put a a basket of biscuits and cornbread when you sit down. So you're already starting off on a, on a bad you, note. Have you ever had, have you ever had um, a dressing? Were they, my oh, the like uh, for Thanksgiving? No, yeah. Like it's like my wife's grandmother used to make yeah. it. And it was almost just... Like it, it's like corn. It's like sage and stuff. It's like cornbread ish. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's the best thing I've ever had in my it's life. It's really good. But, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, now we're just hungry. So like a mil- like like say say you say you sign a deal tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, your own talk show. Okay. It shoots wherever the fuck you want it to shoot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Guests will come to you. Not a big deal. Mostly <laughs> it's about you. That you get awesome. your own studio. Where do you shoot it? Do you shoot in L.A. or do you go back to North Carolina? I'd shoot it here. Really? I mean, I love North Carolina. I love going to visit, but L.A. is like my gonna be my forever home. For real? Yeah, I love it here. I don't. I mean, I love the sunshine i like i feel like sunshine just puts you in a good mood yeah i know sometimes people miss seasons but i travel so much like touring that i get a weekend of seasons and i'm good i love waking up every day to the sunshine and i have like really good friends here and i it's i've made it like it feels like a home now and i would yeah i would shoot it here it's like the nuclear community you build around you Mm -hmm. yeah because you're so far away from your your family when you first move here you just your family your friends become your family how did you make friends when you first got out to la that's like it was hard the scariest part of moving to a new city is making friends oh my god it was so hard especially you know having lived in a small town where like you walk in a gas station and you can make a friend. Yeah. I moved to LA and like nobody wanted anything to do with me. And I, I sort of became introverted again. That like old shyness sort of settled back in my first two years here. I had a really tough time. I, I think I made like one or two friends in the first two years I was here. Um, I, uh, I just, I, but I started making friends when I, I joined the groundlings, the, the improv theater here in LA, I was like, and I only joined it with the goal of making friends. I never thought I was gonna be a comedian. Really? Yeah, because I didn't move out to LA to, to I'd never done stand up before. I'd never done improv. I'd, I'd done theater um, in college, but I really sucked at it. I had like terrible stage fright. <laughs> but, like, way, I know, I'm, I'm, I, but knowing you and your act and yeah. seeing you so much of you, I'm imagining you being bad as funny being bad <laughs> but i'm imagining you like making eye contact with the audience yeah. going right yes i was so mad but also in my defense uh our theater director liked very weird obscure plays like 
plays no one had ever heard of like stuff very modern stuff where when you're in the south people are like oh, what, what what is this like we just want to see like steel magnolias yeah and, yeah yeah and, <laughs> and um you know so he would always have those plays which i never fit in with so i'd end up in the sound booth half the time just like i press and play yeah. uh when it was time for the music and um and so when i moved out to la and i wanted i remember i wanted to do improv i i went to one of those like improv olympic shows and i was like i really want to do this and they're like we have a free class come check it out and i went to the free class being like oh my god this is so cool and they were like uh you know the classes are like four hundred dollars for six weeks and i was like i don't have four hundred dollars i mean i was so broke for so, wait, so was, much of my the, life what was the leap from all girls <clears throat> college to la so I was the, in my uh, overachieverness uh, in that li- part of my life, I was the student body president of my college and uh, ended up being voted to be the student speaker at graduation. And we had a commencement speaker um, who was an actress in LA who was from North Carolina. And Wait, she, how do I know who uh, this is? I don't know, I- Emily Proctor. She Have was, you talked about her before? like a, a while like in ver- some various things Emily here Proctor, and there she was going. the blonde one on uh csi miami yep i know yeah 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 so she and i just like hit it off and she just was like you know let me know if i could ever do anything for you and i didn't really think there was anything that she could do and there was nothing i wanted but like through a random series of events that summer she ended up offering me a job as her assistant in la and i was like oh well, this it was like a cool life experience so i moved to la to work for her and i was a really bad assistant <laughs> so bad because i'm not very type a i'm very laid back as you yeah, can yeah. see on my insta stories i can i can like, imagine going <laughs> dry cleaning shit i would i would totally be like i yeah i was just like a little flighty at times like uh where i was like oh you know I'll I'll get to that tomorrow, or you know, or I would just like I like my main job was like take care of her cat, and I lost her cat like four times. And I was twenty three. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was in L A. Totally overwhelmed. I, I can't imagine bringing someone out from tiny North Carolina, small town North Carolina, to L A. and expect them to just go about LA get it, it, figuring it out I just was clueless so yeah. I sucked balls at that but job but it says something about your personality that someone like Emily Proctor would f- meet you and say if yeah. there's anything I can do help you hey why don't you come out and be my assistant yeah. I mean I it mean, was awesome it was so that you know I, I I'm always grateful to her for that for like I would not have come to you LA keep in touch with her no we we have I've it's, we have a um one of her best friends I keep in touch with and I actually heard from her like a couple months ago and she was like, Oh, Emily says hi. Like we don't have bad blood or anything. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I sucked. She fired me for sure, <laughs> but uh, we're cool. I um, lost her. I, my only job was watching. <laughs> you had one job fortune. I know her cat, her cat would like walk into the closet. I swear to God, there was like a portal to Narnia or something <laughs> in there. It would disappear for like two hours and I was like, oh my God, I can't find her cat. And I'd like call my mom in North Carolina like she could do anything, freaking out. And and then the cat like two hours later would just like walk out and be like, what's up guys? And she would look in, the Emily would look in the closet too and couldn't find him. I don't know where That's he went. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I definitely 
<laughs> deserved to get fired because I just sucked at it, you know. And but from there, I just it motivated me to like figure out what my life was going to be here in LA. I started writing while I was working for her. I started writing uh, part time as an entertainment journalist. Uh, her neighbor worked for the LA Daily News and was like, "Oh, I heard from your." uh graduation speech that you can write and uh do you want to start covering movie premieres for me i was like 23 24 i was like yeah that sounds awesome so like i had this like random entertainment journalism career for like the next eight years holy shit and so that was like my day job and uh then at night i started taking improv classes um to make friends and my teachers were just like oh you're funny you should keep doing this and then like it quickly became a passion so during the day i would like interview celebrities and then at night i would be doing sketch shows and improv shows and then two years after i started the groundlings that's when i started stand up at the comedy store really you started Mm -hmm. at the store yeah, I I took a uh, stand up class. <clears throat> do you know Adam Barnhart? I do. He he does he. I don't know if he still does. He used to do a uh, shows every Sunday night in the belly room. I, I do. I know the name. Yeah, he he's been around uh, the comedy store for a while, and so he taught a class. And I someone was like, "Oh, I'll take his class," and um, it's just kind of what got me started. And then he uh, after I finished his class, he was like, you know. If, if you want to do the music uh, for my show, I'll give you 10 minutes every Sunday night. So it was a brand new stand-up to like, no, you know, I had 10 minutes every week. Like, it was huge because like normally in the beginning you get like three minutes. Yeah. And you're like scrambling to get that, like, yeah. you know. So I got to like build material a lot faster than most new comics. So I went through the store, I think, a little bit quicker than some people. So like a about a year and a half after starting in the belly room, Brett Ernst saw me at a show and was like, "Oh, you should, you know, you need to showcase for Mitzi," and uh, so he like put in a good word for me. And then like I think six months later, I got to showcase, and I just two years into stand up, and then uh, Mitzi passed me as not a full paid regular, but as the um. You like uh, you can perform in the belly room. Did you just see my daughter? Do- <clears throat> oh my god! Oh my god! That's my daughter Isla. <laughs> she just walked by in a giant dinosaur costume. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> They're like, don't mind us. I was just gonna comment on that. Georgia looks like she's dressed to impress. Yeah. And then Isla walked by in a fucking dinosaur in a costume. Dinosaur costume. They are definitely your kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So wait. So you got passed as a as a like a not a quite a paid regular, but like they did the in between thing where it's like you can perform on Fridays in the billet room. And is that where you met Chelsea? No. So I did. I did last comic standing in. 2010 and that was just two and a half years in the stand-up and Holy um, shit i know it was Is all that almost overwhelming though <sighs> yeah i was way in over my head because at two and a half years i mean i at 20 years i feel very competent to do yeah, something like maybe that it was three it was three years but not still that's like at nothing. three years i had i was um 
at three years, I was way in over my head, and yeah. I, I had a t- I had a couple t- TV shows at the time, uh-huh. and I had maybe fourteen minutes. It's yeah, and people want you to do an hour. Yeah, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I was three years in, at, but I had been doing. I like hit the ground running when I started stand up. I was doing like six nights a week just as many shows as i could really? like i just like was like and you were I'm naturally really funny like just naturally on it, stage it just felt comfortable you know it just felt like something i was you know i was like oh this is like this fits me and and the two years in improv definitely helped because even though i was three years in a stand-up i was five years into comedy improv improv so, will, improv will teach you to f- improv is I would if if I could start all over, probably mm-hmm. knowing what I know now, I yeah. probably would have just gotten an improv class. It frees you like so that I it got rid of all my stage fright, and it just it gives you this confidence that no matter what you'll figure it out. So yeah, by the time I uh, got to last time I standing, I was five years into comedy, three years into stand up. I just didn't have the material. Yeah, so I did like four episodes and then didn't move on. And I people were like, "You got robbed." I'm like, "You guys, I had the perfect amount of time. I would have." eating it so hard if i had gone one more episode i had no more material yeah i used everything i had you know that was clean and i mean i remember like calling karen kilgariff being like i don't know what to do like you know and she would help me with a couple jokes and uh and then six months after last comic standing i got the i uh, submitted to be a writer on chelsea's show so you didn't meet chelsea beforehand Mm -mm. you guys got along so fucking well yeah that we, i just assumed that she had known you from the clubs i submitted they did a big search for a new writer got tons of submissions i don't know how mine got through because i i had never written on a tv show just the journalism stuff and i got a meeting with the producers and then that led they came to see me at the groundlings by that point i was in the sunday company uh, doing sketch comedy every week and so you're still doing sketch at groundlings while yeah, doing I did stand up both at the same time uh, which was tough, really tough did you have any hopes of getting on snl yeah i tested twice for them really they flew me out twice yeah two Shut summers up. in a row night 2009 2010 i came so close really and like everybody wanted me but they were just like you know lauren's the last speed bump and he's like on the fence. He's just, I just don't think he was into me. And that, you know, really? it's a person. You seem like a no brainer for that show. It would have been, you know, that was my dream. That's yeah. your dream when you're young. And that's because I grew up watching Saturday Night Live and I had, you know, I, my friends were getting on the show and uh, my agent. Who were you friends with that got on the show? Uh, Taryn Killam got on the show. Uh-huh. He was there. He just left like two seasons ago uh now chris red's a good buddy of mine and um uh melissa villasenor uh mikey day is a good friend um so yeah i was very close and i I tested twice and lauren and kristen wade came to see me and a few other people at the groundlings so he saw me three times uh i would think i would think i would have thought i i came to terms very quickly in my stand-up career that i wasn't getting on snl yeah and i i, I snl had been a dream for me too i thought mm-hmm. that's where i'd end up yeah um and uh and then like not even joking like two months into stand-up i was like oh i'm not getting on snl i can't do an impression of anyone <laughs> impressions are hard i can't do them either but i was i i would watch uh guys do impressions like mm-hmm. uh dc ben dc benny was so good at like 
a like a, a one second impression yeah. nailing it going mm-hmm. like this is jeff goldblum getting an eye exam yeah and, or this is dot 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 and i and i was i could not do an impression yeah. to save my fucking life i did like caricatures of people they yeah. weren't like exact impressions i couldn't even do that yeah i couldn't do anything like when i got into stand-up I didn't know how to do what I do today. Uh-huh. I, I, I literally, but I, mean, I could do it, but when it happened, it would be good, but I yeah. didn't know how to get there right. on a regular basis. And I, and I couldn't do anything. So I, I did a lot of what I did was just kind of like stupid young comic shit yeah. for like f- fucking 15 years Yeah, of just like, <sighs> if you're it, just every, finding your voice, yeah, you're finding you your know? voice, but it's like, I didn't know how to do. I mean, you know, I don't know. I I think I found my voice very early and then lost it. Right. I, you know, I did all characters and impressions for both my auditions. I regret not doing stand-up. Oh, my God, yeah. And I don't know why. I think because I, if, the irony of the whole thing is if I had the skills then that I have today, it might have been a whole different ballgame. What I, how I've grown since 2009 or 2010 to today is like night and day you're still young they could definitely still put you in i don't know i feel like that ship has sailed i I feel like a little too old for that show now i'd do it at 45 yeah that 45 you would do it i don't know it's a a tough it's a tough job i'd leave my family and go live in new york for 2500 dollars a week yeah that's what they get paid they don't get paid they get paid nothing and and you're like and that's the hard part you feel like you're kind of starting over in a way but no, I do one season of SNL and then I'd quit they make on you air. You sign for seven I'd years. I quit though. on air. I quit on air. <laughs> Final episode. Fuck this! I quit. <laughs> Suck my dick. I'll be on tour. By the That's time true. All you gotta tour. do is cuss, and yeah. they'll fire you. <laughs> yeah, cuss on on live uh, television, but it wasn't meant to be. And but my agent uh, was their casting director. As soon as she left, she called me up. So I I know I did it good job it just i wasn't for him and i'm not f- for everybody and no one's yeah. for everybody you have people that like you and people that don't you know what's the what was the what was your experience like on chelsea i gotta be honest with you i have like a subtle like i'd say crush is the right word but a little bit of an infatuation with chelsea oh really yeah but because it's I, a chase I, is that chase in you she'd be like a woman that's like hard to get yeah, probably. And I called like, her cunt in my last special. <laughs> but I think she's... I mean, she, I don't think she'd enjoy it, but uh, still. <laughs> you don't think she'd enjoy me? I don't think she... I, that, she definitely wouldn't enjoy it. Going. It was because Ida was saying the, the word cunt at uh-huh. a at a pool. She, yeah. was, she didn't know what it meant. She was just saying it. Yeah. I said, I, said, I walk up, and there she is yelling at the top of her lungs like she just got done working with Chelsea Handler. Because <laughs> I, I, Chelsea always had the reputation of yeah. being difficult to work with, uh, I, to say the least. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> I've heard well, the other people said so. Well, you know, like you said earlier, she just took to me right away. I don't know why or how. Like, yeah. uh, when I was interviewing with her, um, I for sure thought I didn't get the job. Like 10 minutes into my interview, she it was on she was sitting on the couch like that. She just stood up in the middle of I think I was talking. She just stood up. She's like, "Okay, thanks for coming." And I was like, "Oh, she hates me. Like I did not get the job." And then yeah. they call me the next morning. And they're like, "You got the job." I'm like, "What?" Like and I just learned like from the big like day one of my interaction with her, she's different. And like, she's not someone to take things personal with. Like, and I think that's where I think some, a lot of people worked with her, took things personal. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, if anyone did have a difficult time working with her, it is, was based on, they would take it personal. 
and i just i figured out her personality right away and i was just like oh she's just who she is she's just like gets to the point she's short you know she knows what she wants she's busy she doesn't waste time like that's not anything i didn't do anything there's nothing that's me and then yeah. she's going about her life yeah i definitely would not have existed well on that show yeah I take things very personal really well i think just like having my like two brothers they you know razz me all the time and i just got had like got that thicker skin and just yeah learn to not be a i can be sensitive for sure oh i'm so fucking um i mean i'm a cancer i can be very sensitive She her dog well she has two dogs one Mm -hmm. of them's named bert yeah she chastised her dog and i felt it (laughs) you felt like you were getting reference what happened was what happened was uh uh last year i want to say it was last year um i I started i think that's when i really started picking up on instagram or maybe it was a year i maybe two years ago but i went on a ski trip and she was on a ski trip Uh and she was on a she ended up skiing for a month i know i was like is she ever coming home (laughs) and that is when i was like i couldn't i would like every morning i'd be like is she still skiing like and and then and then i started that's when i started following on her instagram and then i think she just got that dog bert and then her dog's bert's like bert get in bed with me and i was like is she talking to me is she talking and then when i got ready to do my special i was like i was like i throw a little homage to chelsea yeah. in there but uh but yeah i've I, lost a, there are a lot of women have come after me because i called her a cunt oh really oh yeah i you know women women have different it you know different opinions of the word but women I like everyone gets offended by things and I people mean, that's, are allowed that's to the, yeah ultimately what it is we're yeah. in a time where someone gets offended no matter what yeah and someone's gonna get upset about something and yeah. and sometimes outrage is ridiculous mm-hmm. sometimes it's measured sometimes right. people have a legit point and you yeah. go and i think our job is to go oh i got to ignore the ones that are outrageous and then i gotta listen mm-hmm. those guys who just ignore all of it right. isn't healthy yeah like i'll never apologize for a joke yeah but we'll stop telling a joke based on someone's feelings mm-hmm. you know like um yeah I don't know. I'm not. Try- I'm trying to think of an example of that. But like, I've had, I've had, I had a joke about. I had a joke that I used to tell a long time ago mm-hmm. about something about getting a blowjob from my wife, and this woman got really upset by it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, really upset. And I, and I just said in my head, I was like, "It's an old joke. It's already been on a special." Yeah. And then more importantly, like, is this? Am I? Because that's that's the pro the flaw with being the thing that no one's noticing mm-hmm. in this in the changes that are happening. The flaw with being a, a, a straight white male mm-hmm. is that we've been living in a society that hasn't really been calling us on our shit mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. And so you, it's very easy to not allow people to call you on your shit mm-hmm. and just go, I, I'm don't fucking come on, man. It's yeah. a joke. Right. It's a joke. And yeah. then once, once you, uh, it's not woke, but once you get to a place where you're like, yeah, that is pretty fucked up. I didn't, you know, I wasn't hearing uh-huh. it from that perspective. Right. Like uh, <clears throat> Todd Glass's perception on the word gay, to call mm-hmm. things gay. Yeah. I, don't, I I think that I was oblivious when he came out on yeah. Maren's podcast said the reason I like it is because if you're a young kid coming to terms with sexuality and you hear your friends calling a shirt gay or a car gay yeah. and it's, it's not the negative cool, connotation. Then that yeah. applies to you. And I was yeah. like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, oh, cool, man. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Uh, I, so th- I think that's, part of i don't know what we were talking about but we part about, of getting up people getting offended is we going were talking like, about calling chelsea yeah, whatever i'm never gonna meet her 
I doubt it. I bet. I mean, I, I doubt that's true. I think. I bet you will meet her. No. I, I can't I, believe you haven't met her. When will we ever meet? Well, when she's she like constantly coma? traveling. I she's traveling. Seen she's her I mean, in she's a got while. a new Netflix show. Yeah, and she's a busy, busy yeah, lady. I'm fucking tr- about to start a tour. Yeah. For the next eight months, I know. If we run into each other, I'm just glad. I mean, she she gave me a job. Honestly, at a time where I, I had been pounding the pavement just trying to get something to happen and i had you know tried out for the snl twice and two summers in a row no uh, no go on those and i was getting from every angle like we don't get you we don't get what you do really like me being different was not a positive thing and are um, you serious yeah i mean i because it's such a positive thing now it, now it is it, it's finally like come to 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 be one of my best assets but back then it was not i mean i i it took me forever to get representation even i even after i got my manager even when i got chelsea i still i had agencies telling me no they wouldn't even take a meeting with me even after i had booked i had been on chelsea lately for three to four years i had sold two pilots shot one of them with tina fey as a producer had just booked a guest spot on mindy which turned into a series regular but before that turned into a series regular two of the big agencies would not even take meetings with me and i was like what like what do i gotta do to like be an asset to you know the these people and at this point i've found my you know the the perfect fit and so it doesn't matter in the long run but you're always like trying to prove yourself to people out here but like were you on john mulaney's <clears throat> show yeah i did like three episodes of that you did you've i mean you've worked a ton yeah i've been i've i've been lucky to be in a lot of things but um but i mean chelsea really opened that door she was the first person that was like you're different <laughs> And I like it. It yeah. like I, that appeals to me. She had a good knack for yeah. finding really talented people mm-hmm. and showcasing them. I really, I, I had always wanted to get on that show because I yeah. love entertainment news. It's well, like my favorite thing in the what's world. What's so funny is I really wanted to get on that show too as a panelist, and yeah. I got told no like five times. Are you serious? He said I was too laid back, but it never went. I realize now it never went up to Chelsea. It just went. It just went where it went, and I was told no. Okay, Chris Frangiola. <laughs> <laughs> and then but then once i was hired and they got to know me and my personality they're like oh she's just laid back but she is yeah. funny oh yeah and that show was very rapid pace you it was know such a great show so but but such a great job oh, jumping great, off place oh, for, for sure, all of you guys for sure. but i would really showcased your personality yeah and i would have never gotten the opportunity to be on the show had i not been hired as a writer first yeah so i kind of got the chance to prove myself but then once i left chelsea you know the I, I really i left chelsea early before it ended to pursue acting because that was always my goal um and then after that you know the doors started opening a lot you more. left chelsea you left that's uh, that should be noted you left a paycheck i that was one of the hardest decisions i've ever made in my life because why because you weren't being able to go out and audition well i had always wanted to be an actor like i my my dream was to ha- like have some sort of sitcom or something yeah um and i even told told her that long before i thought about leaving you know she asked like what's your dream and i was like to have my own sitcom and um and i got the opportunity to uh to be in a tina fey pilot and you what know what was that pilot uh it was called um uh what was it called cabot college it was for fox 
and you know when you're a full-time writer on a show you can't also be an actor so i had to i had to pick one and uh at the time we didn't know that the chelsea show would be ending you know we didn't know what the future held and i had to make that really tough call because like i was getting a steady paycheck and i love that job i loved it seemed like such a fun show it was i love the people we laughed all day every day um but oh i oh my god that's a fucking uh, it was impossible uh, conundrum. it hurt my heart so bad i was like because i love those people they're like family and i and i love just being like being a part of it and i love having a steady paycheck and it it was one of those things where you're just like i've got to take the risk i might fall flat on my face but i wow. didn't come out here i didn't to come be out safe, here to, yeah. you know i didn't come out here to play it safe and to you know the easy thing is to just take the job i mean stick with your job and take the paycheck and and be comfortable but i was like i gotta i gotta take i gotta take i gotta take the leap i gotta do it and maybe i will regret it but something inside of me was like you gotta go and that was the hardest thing in the world she didn't want me to go and you know and i did i just i just was like i love you but i gotta do this I'm fantasizing right now about a, a, a scenario which does not exist <laughs> it does not exist of you, chelsea sitting at her desk and you in her office and chelsea picking apart what she doesn't like about tina fey <laughs> i know loves, it doesn't i know it, i know it doesn't exist but i'm fantasizing about a like very, that bitch oh god she chelsea i the man for those people that don't know or just know her as like a personality, mm-hmm. she was fucking bitingly funny. Yeah. On she's stage. She's very quick. Very fucking. Very witty and smart. Oh, she just... And, and I remember her getting into a fight with another comedian. I won't oh, say really? His, I won't say his name. <laughs> oh, in on, a comedy club? No, 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 no. In life. Oh, okay. Um, like a verbal fight? Uh, no, the comedian was doing the comedy club and she was doing the arena okay and they were staying at the same hotel Uh uh-huh and she was having drinks outside yeah the comedian walked in and saw her Uh uh-huh and um went over to say hi to her and he was a big movie star comedian he was like a big comedian Mm -hmm. went over to say hi to her and i guess she just kind of was like she was partying and she was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, what's up? And kind of, I guess he felt blew her off and okay. he made a comment on Twitter about her. Oh, really? And I remember talking to him and he said that and I was like, oh, I would not do that. Yeah. In my head, I was like, right. I wouldn't fuck with Chelsea. Yeah. Like, she, j- I just seen enough of her stand up to uh-huh. go like, and then she just replied to his comment and just annihilated him. Oh, really? And, and then... The hordes of Chelsea Lately fans just attacked this guy. Oh man! And he—I don't think I was around then yet because I don't remember that. Did you go on tour with her at all? Uh, I um I did a couple shows. I would have gone on tour with her, but I ended up leaving at the time where her new tour was starting. So I left. Shit. I left not only a paycheck and a job, but I knew I would have to walk away from her tour as well. Did you get to work with Tina Fey? So I did that pilot and it was amazing so fun it was supposed this is the irony of life it was it got picked up like unofficially uh and uh and then the president of the network got fired 
and so the new people is that kevin riley yeah kevin riley motherfucker got fired fucking kevin riley the new people the number of times that guy gets fired and we lose jobs <laughs> fucking whatever you're doing kevin yeah, stop but he's at what tbs now he's at tbs he's now I had, him at, I had him at fox i had him at fx oh, did you, I've, had, I've had him as my president twice and he got fired oh really like fucking twice yeah he got fired and the new people came in and we're just like no thanks and the yeah. show just goes away like that i mean it never made it to air but it i think that show would have been awesome too so i didn't go and i was like oh my god i just left my job but but by that time it then was announced that chelsea would be leaving so then i knew um i was like okay i didn't like i'm i'm missing out i missed out on like eight months of pay but i didn't miss out hey chelsea i just got a subscription (laughs) to netflix what are you up to no so uh i ended up once that pilot didn't go i I knew I had Tina's ear for like maybe five more minutes and I thought, well, you know, seize the day. I just pitched her a show and I was like, what do you think about this idea? It was based on my life and she was like, yeah, let's do it. So we pitched that show to all the networks and they all wanted it. We ended up taking it to selling it to ABC. We shot it. It was wonderful. I loved it. It was like such my little baby. Annie Potts played my mom from Designing Women. Yeah. John Carroll Lynch played my dad, but it did not. Chris Red played my my best friend. I thought you were gonna say brother. <laughs> my brother, <laughs> and it didn't get picked up. <clears throat> but it then led to the Mindy Project. Yeah. Because, so all these no's eventually lead to a yes. Lead to a yeah. Uh, one of the writers from the Mindy Project did punch ups on my pilot, and she suggested me to Mindy, and that's where that. Um, and that was supposed to be a guest spot and then it led to three years series regular so I got I got some all the the decisions of, well the, the the decision to leave Chelsea led to all these other things and even though they didn't work out it finally led to the yes so it did pay off in the end if you had to get one of the two women in your lives names one of the three women in your lives uh-huh. Mindy Chelsea or Tina tattooed on your body. You just one of them. <laughs> oh man! Who's, whose name do you pick, and where do you put the tattoo? Gosh, I'm like, which? Well, probably Tina because it's the <laughs> least <laughs> amount of letters. Um, and uh, on my butt, probably on my <laughs> I knew butt. You were gonna say your butt. <laughs> Somewhere where no one's gonna see it. No <laughs> one's gonna see my butt. So, because I have this like pale, just paley pale white skin tattoos do not would not look good oh, on they my look body. perfect on your skin because they were like those are the ones that <laughs> would yeah, shine you've so got the bright. best skin for tattoos i don't know it's i'm i'm such a wuss I what's the get... worst you've ever been sunburned <laughs> oh so i've been sunburned so much so bad probably when i was a kid like my parents just god bless them they were a little <laughs> just doing their own thing at times they sent me to the pool like all day like oh, a yeah. you know like a neighbor I mean, a town pool and uh, no sunscreen, just oh, like eight yeah. hour, eight hours. Of, and I, they picked me up but at the end of the day and I was just like beet red. I was, that whole night I was just like bawling. I was just like burnt. I probably had like serious degree, whatever, second degree, third degree burns. Oh, I have, uh, I have, I'm on my butt hole is tingling thinking about the, no 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 of of the worst sunburns i've gotten oh yeah i've had they're always on my lip really and my bottom lips i have a big huh. bottom lip yeah and uh i remember one time 
I remember one time oh, <laughs> being so badly sunburned. Yeah. I went downstairs and I got ice cubes and I rubbed ice cubes all over my face. Oh, man. I woke up this morning. I have, in the morning, I had blisters everywhere. Ooh, that's a bad one. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that was a bad one. Um, I remember this. I lived with this girl, Jen Antonucci, uh-huh. who fell asleep in a tanning bed. No. And woke up and her skin was purple. It was so sunburnt. <gasps> Whoa. She was sick from it. I've never heard of anyone falling asleep. Jen Antonucci fell asleep in a tanning bed. Like her own tanning bed? No, she went to go tan and fell I'm like, asleep. No one woke no one like tapped on it, being like, oh, Hey God. girl, time's up. Oh, I mean, well, I this is how bad this sunburn is. If I call my buddy Obi and ask him about Jen Antonucci's sunburn, he'll go. I wonder if that you ever remember something and it's so big in your memory yeah. and no one else no remembers one else it. Remembers it yeah let's see let's see if he was remembers. this uh from your florida state days? yeah yeah we lived me and this guy obi and this guy yeah. eddie and this guy chris lived with two girls Gigi and jen antonucci yeah and this sunburn was so bad hang on hey hey do, uh, real quick yeah, I'm, doing, I'm doing a podcast i want to ask you something huh? do, do you remember when jen antonucci got sunburned i think i do <laughs> god damn it i remember it she fell asleep in a tanning bed and her stomach was purple uh, yeah, when we lived with her. Yeah, when we lived. Yeah, when we lived with her. No, was she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I'll call you back. I, I'll come in the middle of the podcast. Okay. okay. I, like, it's so like, funny. Uh, it's so funny like, that sure. I remember that so vividly. Uh, By the way, you know what's crazy? He hooked up with her during that time. Oh my! He's. Like, I know uh, that he hooked up with her when she yeah. was that sunburned. You, she, you guys don't pay attention. Guys don't give. They don't give a shit. They're just like, uh, you want to have sex? Cool. <laughs> they don't oh, your sunburned? Is that purple? Oh, I thought that was... Oh, my bad. My bad. I thought it was the lighting. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, so when did you when did you realize... When did you come out? When did you realize that you were gay? Not until I was 25, which was the same. So, you're, so you're out here. You're in Groundlings. I'm out here. Well, no. I started Groundlings. At, the year I started Groundlings and the year I came out were the same. So, but my first two years out here, I was in the, in the closet. Uh, just, and did other people come up to you like? No one that would say, like, because, you know, we all see people even today that are, you're like, that person's gay. Yeah. But you're never going to say that to them. Yeah. Uh, so no one would say it to Unless me. you're an attorney, then you do it all the time. <laughs> they, that was one of the yeah. biggest dick moves is you just say, well, I did that, that guy I just called. Yeah. We would, that was one of the things we'd do is we'd all get around and we go, Hey man, you know you're gonna dry spell with chicks. If you're gay and you want to just come out, yeah, just and it would us. shut down them getting pussy. Like they would oh, never, because no. they, then they'd be so in their heads. Like all oh, my friends think I'm gay. Like oh I, I really do believe there is. I think I do believe in. I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't believe that it's that gray. Oh, that it's just uh, yeah. straight and gay. Right. I do believe there are floating fucking. Yeah. I think that there is percentages and for sure. And I th- and I think that you. I don't think you can convince someone to be gay, but I yeah. think you can get in someone's head enough that they go, "Well, <laughs> fuck. Like, what's I'll am try I? It. Am I? Is so it, they're like, but, is a hole a hole? We'll find out. Yeah. So wait, when? What was the? What was the epiphany? Um. Were you at? Were you at Barnes and Noble at the Grove? Because this, <laughs> I had epiphanies where you go. It's like the best feeling when you realize something about yeah. yourself, and you're like, Well, it. I had it. It was starting to bubble up, and I. I remember that there was. A, this is when Craigslist was really popular. It was before that guy started murdering people and ruined it for everybody. Yeah. So people were like, uh, do it. You can meet. Uh, it was it was before like match.com and everything. People yeah. were doing Craigslist like 
where you could, you know, woman seeking woman or whatever. I remember I started going on there just like, just kind of checking it out like slyly. Like I thought like people were watching me like on my computer, like what's this about? And I was, I remember being kind of intrigued and the, no porn, no porn, no porn, just like dates. It was like people, no, but, but you, dates. you weren't into porn at all. No, no I wasn't okay. watching porn, but the first season of the L word came out on Showtime and we were broke out here and did not have Showtime. So I, bought like on secretly bought like a bootlegs the bootleg first season of the l word and i that might as well have been my porn because i remember watching that and just been like because i was like holy shit there was like these good looking women because you always see these like real dikey chicks (laughs) and things and this is the first time you saw like these like feminine women that look like any other woman the girl next yeah. door it, it it was just like oh that girl looks like any girl i went to school with you know it was, and they're like making out or they're having a relationship and i for like i said representation for the first time i was like holy cow like look at what i'm seeing this is like normal people but they're gay and that's that, the and, biggest the, yeah not to cut you off i'm no. bad at that i cut everyone off but the biggest I lived with two lesbians yeah. around that time. I mean, not no, in, in like two thousand, I lived mm-hmm. with two lesbians. My biggest realization, yeah. like like epiphany about two lesbians. It was maybe maybe it was before two thousand. You know, it was uh-huh. two thousand, yeah. two thousand one, two thousand. Was oh my god, they fall in love just like regular people. Yeah, like the 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 things that. That I would notice that when my friends in college mm-hmm. would fall in love and you'd notice them lose yeah. their personality or the personality would morph into the other person's right. a little bit. And they'd yeah. say stuff like, does baby want eggs? <laughs> and then she's like, baby would love some eggs. But the two lesbians I yeah. lived with were doing that. They yeah. were going like, they would. They were just in love. Yeah. And it was a, just as annoying yeah. as when my friends fell in love. Like, oh, you're, yeah. Just and I was like, same. oh, it's not, there's no wrestling. The joke, yeah. I, I had a joke about uh, something about, I forget what it was, but it was, my i shared with them mm-hmm. my idea of what i thought uh, uh living with lesbians would be yeah. is that i'd walk in and they'd be wrestling in sports bras <laughs> like and were you so disappointed when that didn't happen and i was like you guys are just <laughs> in love and they were la- they thought it was fucking phenomenal yeah. they're like yeah we're just regular people yeah but it's a it sounds it sounds so like simple but it makes a big difference to have exposure to just regular. It's very, just gay a little people. bit of exposure. A little makes, bit of exposure goes a long way. Goes really a really long way, and and I think I became a lot more of a, um, maybe like a, a I saw the world with less blinders on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're, yeah, that's right. You're just looking to fall yeah. in love. Everyone's looking for that shit. And I always say that anyone who really has a problem with gay people to the point, I can understand having different like religious beliefs because everybody, some religions are more strict on it than others. But it, regardless of your beliefs, your feeling towards a gay person will be determined by whether or not you personally know them and they're around you. I feel like the more exposure you have, the less intolerance you have. There's and and I think that I by the way I totally cut you off in a great talk about you coming out and figuring oh. out yourself. Well, I was well t- I was 
what I watched that L word and that was huge for me. And that was the first time where I was like, whoa, there could be something here, but I still sort of shut it down. Yeah. And I was, but it was bubbling up a lot. I even drove to the gay pride, uh, got out of my car down the, you know, West Hollywood. And then just kicked a couple chicks ass and then got back in your car. Uh, Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I just was a giant homophobe. Um, I It scared me. Like, I saw the, cra- you know, because it's crazy down there. I yeah. saw the craziness and I was like, no, 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 no. And like, got back in my, I did. I got Part back of you in your head's going, that's not for yeah, me. Like, yeah. I might be into women, but that's not yeah, for me. Yeah, I was like, that's a lot. That's a lot. Because I'm still like a small town Southern girl. You know, I'm yeah. only two years in LA here. Got back in my car, hightailed it back to the valley. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to the valley where it's Shut safe. the door, <laughs> lean up against the door, back against the door. Oh, oh where the fuck's her cat? <laughs> I got to go build something. Uh, I'm not gay. Um, but then I can't believe that I'm, this is part of my stand-up that I've been doing this year. I, uh, I watched a Lifetime movie. I was by myself in my house watching a Lifetime movie. I don't know how I got on this channel. Uh, and it was about a young girl in high school that realized that she was a lesbian. And I watched this journey of her realizing she's gay. Her mom was very much against it. And then, you know, her teacher was gay and was like helping her come out. And then by the end of the, you know, she lost some friends. But then like by the end of the movie, like her mom came around and it just wrapped it up with a pretty bow. Like, you know, she's gay and happy and and I, and I cannot believe that was my epiphany. But I was alone by myself and I said out loud, I was like, oh my God, I'm gay. <laughs> and I, I, just from watching this freaking Lifetime movie, it's so embarrassing. I wish that I could be like, oh, like some hot chick like made out with me. Yeah, I'm on a rooftop yeah. in Brooklyn. <laughs> no, freaking Lifetime movie. It, I don't know. It was whatever that catalyst that I needed. It just was like, that's but that is the beautiful moment of you sitting by yourself in sweatpants <laughs> yeah. eating ice cream watching a lifetime movie going yeah. oh my god i'm gay and your cat looks at you and doesn't say anything yeah goes, yeah no shit <laughs> uh, yeah and then you're but then i remember thinking like okay uh, that's what i am <laughs> yeah, i'm gay and the cat leaves the room <laughs> seriously i've been abandoned i was like all right i'm gay now what i didn't have i didn't have one now what? i didn't have one gay I'm friend gay. now what oh my god that's the name of a book i'm, I'm gay, gay now, now what, what? <laughs> oh, i had i had no gay friends oh. i had never kissed a girl i know ne- i was like i a clean slate of just like yeah it was like now what well, I'm now gay. now what? freaking what like time to buy a jeep yeah i was like what i was like what do gay people do like i'm googling like Are you ga- gay stuff so then and then so then what was the what was the lead time from like epiphany lifetime movie mm-hmm. uh waking up i'm gay now what to like first kiss uh so i joined again i went back to craigslist my my handy uh spot and I started looking up activities that I thought gay people would be at. Oh my God, do you realize you're making my heart swell right now? Oh. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, I started taking like guitar lessons. <laughs> I'm like, there's got to be Martin. some gay people in this guitar, uh, these guitar lessons. <laughs> And then I joined an African drumming class. I was like, oh, 100% there's gay people at an African drumming class. 
and just start and i joined a soccer team and a and a softball team Jesus Christ. <laughs> like everywhere where i thought there would be lesbians i joined that activity oh my god please tell me you're talking about this in your act i had not talked oh about my joining god. all the gay oh activities oh my god how fucking funny yeah so i joined all these gay activities and started making gay friends it worked <laughs> And, and like a year later, I was like going to Chicago to play in the uh, gay games. It's a, it's like the Olympics, but for gay people. I mean, I went from like closet to a year later, like the gay games. Shut and that's up. where I kissed somebody for the first time. In Chicago? Yeah. I was very drunk though. Really? Because I was still kind of like scared of women. Yeah. Even though I was now gay, they, they scared me. Really? I was I went on a couple of like blind dates and I was so awkward. I was spilling like my coffee and I was such a dork. Every girl I was like, no thanks. But they, they didn't say that to me. But yeah. I never heard from from them again. That was me. And uh, yeah, I was I was because everything that you learn when you're 15, 16, 17, I was now having an experience as like a 26 year old. Cause I didn't really date. I, I had some dates, but they weren't, I never had a boyfriend. So here I am in my late twenties experiencing dating that you're supposed to experience in high school. And so I was so awkward. And everyone uh, else had all that lead wet. Like they yeah. had that fucking, even if they had start, you, you know, they were gay, but a lot of them had come out much sooner. They at least had college, you know, to really figure it out and make, so I was making all the mistakes you were supposed to make or much earlier i was experiencing them in my 20s late 20s and uh yeah i so i would like i had to get i didn't make myself get drunk to make out but that was the only thing that sort of freed me to like experience that for the first time and did you have to kind of go like hey because when i first did stand up for the first time mm -hmm. i went and to get drunk and oh yeah and uh yeah and someone uh, a comedian um god damn it i always fucking fucking slip on his name right now oh it, and it's right on the tip of my tongue he's he was from the store he yeah the story is a podcast called schmoes knows um uh, type that in uh schmoes that sounds familiar yeah he's a he was a store guy and he was at florida state at the time he was a uh -huh. sigma new i think and uh I, I it's not that's not mike mike it's not mike Gelling, is it no schmoes knows i got it Hold no, on. that's not the right word. No, I'm, that's Christian not. Harloff. Oh no, Christian Harloff. Uh, uh, I, 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 he's. I, I had. A, I was outside Potbelly's and I was. Uh -huh. gonna, I grabbed a Miller Light. Yeah. And he just was like, "Hey man, can I give you a little bit of advice?" And mm -hmm. I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "If I were you, I wouldn't do that." Oh, oh, uh, like a joke? Talking no, about no, a no, joke? Take a take a drink a beer. Oh. I said, "What?" And he goes, "If I, if you're serious about stand up, uh -huh. this is the best advice I probably ever got in my entire yeah. career. Because if you're serious about stand up, I do it sober." Do it sober because it's going to be a job. Yeah. And you don't want it to be a party every night. And right, I know that right. you're the party guy. Yeah. And so just do, do it sober. And so I put the beer away. I didn't drink it. Wow. And I got up on stage and I did stand up sober. But was there a part of you that when you kiss the girl drunk, you're like, okay, alcohol is the gateway to this. And this is what I want. We need to yeah. be here. Or like, were you like, all right, now I got to get alcohol out of the way. I, I was like, I got to get out of the way. Because you end up just not like, it doesn't, it, it's not special. You're just like. Oh, I like kiss somebody just to kiss them because I was drunk. Yeah, and it didn't mean anything. Yeah, I mean I was glad I did it in the 
I needed to experience that. But then I was like, all right, now you just need to learn how to be comfortable. How quick until you fell in love for the first time? Um, well, then I had like a series of like, again, liking the wrong people or, or liking people that weren't fully gay. They were bi or they weren't sure. I had a lot of like mystery area for a couple of years, actually, after that really? of like girls who it was almost like we were in a relationship, but not. And I was like, and it was this weird pattern I couldn't kind of break. I would, yeah. And where they would treat me like I was a girlfriend. They would, I mean, we would even like spend the night, you know, in the same bed or like, you know, go on vacations together, like very relationshipy things. But then it was, there was like a certain line it didn't cross. And I had to finally break free of that. And then, um, and then I went on some dates with some lesbians, but it just like it, it never went uh, anywhere. Or it was like just I did some casual dating, and then I dated somebody who was a, a single mom. <laughs> that was interesting. Really, she had two young kids, and I think that was probably the first like full lesbian uh, that I dated, and. Um, and that was significant. It wasn't a long relationship. I wouldn't even call it a relationship. We dated for like four months, but it was significant to me in that she was the first like full lesbian. That it was I- the first transition into like oh yeah, we're we're playing the right game. Yeah, exactly. So it was significant in that way. It's so funny. I all I could assume is the pussy must have, must have been insane when you were on Chelsea, <laughs> like just getting thrown at you. I mean, I had a lot of I had a lot of girls coming up to me for I bet, sure. I bet. But I'm kind of I'm not like I I'm not like the slutty type. So yeah. I would I went out with some, but then for the most part, no like, to most people. But it was also kind of the wrong type of girls were also coming up to me, and I say wrong, and just that they're not wrong. They're just wrong for me, like the party type or. Yeah the slutty the slutty girl oh yeah 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 we all hate those <laughs> those party slutty types party slutty types uh well they're not who i wanted to be in a relationship with yeah but they were the ones uh not all, i cannot categorize er, categorize everyone in this way but chelsea was a late night show and and a lot of the the females that were very fanatical about her show also um you know like to party and have a good yeah, time party and like every girl kisses we're late night girls too, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know so we'd go you know to vegas and it'd be like it, so many girls uh just g- losing their minds because they love chelsea and so they would see us and be like oh my god you know and uh you know you just you're, you're like flattered and, and you make a couple mistakes and realize yeah, this isn't the right mis- you make this couple, isn't the right exactly, direction for me exactly yeah well, it's so, good. I'm glad to know you made a couple of mistakes. I made a couple though. mistakes. <laughs> I bet those were uh, wonderful mistakes. <laughs> I made a couple of mistakes that I, uh, you know, I learned from, and you move on, and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, and sometimes my fiance will kind of laugh and shake her head. It wasn't many, and uh, yeah. Chris, you know, friend Chris Ringel will be like, "It was a different time," you know. <laughs> It was a different time. It was, you know, it was like you're just like on a popular show, and yeah, you know, you just make make mistakes. That's so great. So, yeah. so now, now, what you're? I know you're torn like crazy. You just wrapped a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were you shooting? You were shooting in 
North um, Carolina? No. What was that? I just, I just uh, did. With Aaron Eckhart? Oh yeah, that was a, uh, a an action movie. Weirdly enough, I don't know when it when or where it will come out. Um, but uh, I had he never put glasses on in the plane and read a book. Who did Aaron Eckhart? That oh, did he? Me. He put glasses on and read a book oh. and shook the you way saw him? I do. I the second we left that bar. Yeah, I watched him. That's so funny. Uh, he was really. I didn't realize he was on your plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you were on a different flight. Yeah, I was on a different flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was on my flight. Yeah. How funny. He went up to all the military mm-hmm. and uh, and introduced himself. Yeah. And stuck his hand out and shook, oh, his ha- shook nice. their hands. Yeah. Like, just stuck his hand. How are you doing? Thank yeah. you for service. Like, just a really solid dude. I was yeah. like, fuck. I didn't get to shoot any scenes with him, but I met him at the rap party. Yeah. Um, I played like a computer person in this action movie and he was like hanging from helicopters and stuff uh so i don't know when that will come out but it was cool to do that and um i i don't like a lot of guest spots on like tv shows like life in pieces and um things like that but i'm doing a lot of developing right now i've uh sold two movies to amblin steven spielberg's company really so we're in the the first one that we sold uh is in uh the rewrite phase and then we just sold one a couple months ago and it's a long process oh, they go fuck. through so many rewrites and we sold the second movie we sold was a pitch so we're writing that movie right now did you pitch him star wars 7 <laughs> yes You're like here's my pitch here's my pitch you ready for this you ready i know you already know the characters but there's a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> oh chewbacca um and then what's your dream um i probably to have my own show in some capacity just have your you would love a, a sitcom yeah i would love a sitcom S- or, or, drama or sitcom sitcom, sitcom. I mean, multi-cam or single cam um i tried multi-cam and i love multi-cam but i think single cam is more interesting single cam for those of you listening that don't know you think anyone doesn't know or knows I, you know what I fuck know. you you gotta google it if well, you, multicam's curious. in front of an audience. Yeah, multicam is like Roseanne. It's yeah. in front of a live studio audience. Single cam's not uh, like uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. It's where it's shot like a movie. I'd like to do a drama, uh, like a movie. I would love for someone to I would like, love, give me that opportunity. I would love to see I'm Gay, Now What? Yeah. I would mm-hmm. love to see that. That I mean, the thing the thing that is lost in this country, in my opinion, and I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about politics, and I don't, all I know is people. Yeah. Is I think... The, I think the majority of people, I would almost argue 95% of this country mm-hmm. is welcoming and has love in yeah. the heart for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, th- I do believe that. I know I'm not yeah. saying that in hopes. I believe that. Yeah. Um, I believe that the the vitriol that we see online mm-hmm. is, um, is polarizing people arguing. Mm-hmm. I think when you see these polarizing, I, I think I... I when you see someone arguing against uh, trans rights or or gay rights, yeah, you realize that they're. Ju- I believe they're just doing that online, and that in uh-huh. real life they don't believe that. Yeah, like I, I understand that there are people that do believe it. I, right. I get that. Yeah, I'm not an course. idiot, but I think that what people love is a human story mm-hmm. and when you tell that story of you coming <laughs> to term, i can't imagine i can't imagine and i don't want to know the one person that mm-hmm. hears that and goes Ugh, not Ugh, for me gross yeah like yeah. you're like no man that's all of us that's yeah. all of us you know i've been pretty lucky i try to i'm like you i don't i i can 
talk about politics here and there online, but I've really tried to sort of remove myself from that lately um, because I, too, am of the belief that there's more that unifies us than there is that divides us. And I actually love it when there are people that are more conservative who come to my show. So I want to be the person that's like, I'm going to show you we're more alike than we are different. I'm going to show you that, you know, like I'm good with you. You're good with me. And that's, that's where we want to be. You know, I don't want to be that person that's like, if you vote this way, get out of here. Like, I don't believe in that. And so with my comedy, I, I want my stories to be relatable to all people. And I, you know, I'm sure there are people that are just like, oh, you know, we get it. You're gay, you're fat. But it's like, I'm just trying to tell human stories. That, <laughs> you're like, talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get that online. By the way, I get that online more than anything right now. I swear to God. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, uh, there's a big uh, thread saying that I'm bisexual. Oh, really? And there's a huge thread saying that I'm fat. And uh-huh. then there's a huge, like, apparently f- fake news is not a bullshit term. People yeah. just put stuff out there and then people read it and they yeah. go, yeah, but... You, I, I thought you were talking. Keep going. I apologize. Oh, no. I was yeah. not referring yeah. to you. <laughs> I'm talking about me. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I try not to pigeonhole myself into, like, just talking about being gay, just talking about being fat. Yeah. I try to tell stories that, uh, you know, multiple people of all backgrounds can relate to. Because I don't want to be the person that's, like, out there acting like I know more than everybody else, telling them what how they should do and what they should do and how they should be. Because I don't want that for me. I don't want someone deciding what I should be and do. So I'm not going to be like, you know, judging other people. So I know exactly what you're saying. And it's one of the things that bums me out uh, about, uh, about, uh, about what's going on in, poly- what's going on in the world right mm-hmm. now is like, even like silly things you post online yeah. are misread by other comics, friends of yours, and mm-hmm. then they get angry and they light you up online. You're like, yeah. yo, 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 we're friends. Yeah. Like I understand that you live a different lifestyle than I do. Yeah. But I'm soup. We're, we're we're coworkers. We yeah. do the same thing. Our job is to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I do believe that. I believe that there is a way to communicate to people yeah. in with a loving heart, and you don't need to be yeah. like fuck you this yeah. this 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 right. um but I, th- I think i think you're i'm telling you right now we'll we'll end on this i'll get you out of here before it gets dark <laughs> um you're a great ambassador for just happiness oh thank and you and i and i'm being serious your instagram is so much fun to watch it's just it's it. just it just is positivity and it's just great and it's like look that's what i that's what i seek out in life i don't yeah. look for the darkness i look right. for the light and yeah. i look for, and i hope that i put out the lightness i hope mm-hmm. that when you listen to my podcast or my open tabs i'm not shitting on people yeah i like there was a period where i was getting into too much into politics or not yeah. not even politics but like opinions of mm-hmm. things and i was like i don't want to be that guy I, I mean yeah and i've done that in the past too i've done it i've done it and i'll do it in the future I'll, yeah. i'm sure i'll do it again but like the guys that are really great at it like jim jeffries and bill burr yeah. and, and rogan and ari and yeah. all those guys that really kind of like pick apart an ideal idealism right. i'm not that guy i'm just here to fucking have fun stories yeah. if es- i say something we're a little escape, fu- we're the escape yeah if I say something a little fucked up, you know there's no harm in it. Right. That I'm just fucking noticing what I, you know. Yeah. So we're but, just we're just trying to we're just trying to make people happy. Yeah. You know. 
if any, I'm telling you right now, if anyone listening, if they are half as happy as me and you are, oh, oh they're man. a happy motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Fortune, thank you for doing this. Thank you, Bert. It's really fun. Fuck yeah. <laughs>